welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode 78. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, comics, games, and any media in between. You're listening to Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandose. And it is I, the Bone King. Hello, everyone. And I am also joined by... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm hey, so, everybody. I'm kind of wet. It's now. Dr. Rude. It's that, How you doing? I, I'm still wet from the last episode where we talked about our fictional crushes. Mm. It felt like that was a very nice hearty laugh after such a traumatic episode. How was that traumatic? It I want to make a quick addition, uh-huh. by the way. So Adrian talked about uh, Elena, Wayne. Elena Wayne as Huntress. And fine. I had never seen her in her tenure as Batwoman. Holy hell. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm on board on that train too. Just wanted to bring that up. Right, anyway, I call dibs first. Sure, you can't call dibs on people. Yeah, dibs is a dibs is a dibs. It's a crush, not an ownership deal. What the hell Excuse is wrong you, with you, but this is a fictional character I called fictional crushes. You know this reminds this me. This is of? a fictional crush I called dibs. I on mean, it. it's all he's really this known. Reminds fictional me of that relationships. Fan comic with uh, like Shazam, where he's like, I called dibs on Wonder Woman, <laughs> and she's oh, like, Oh, Power Dib? Girl, Power uh, Girl. Was it Power Girl? Yeah, because oh, okay. the, the joke was she, her boob and then she's, window. And then she's like dibs, and then someone else in the in like at the table was like, "Is Billy going through puberty?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, this episode is going to be a question of the week. Yes. What's a question of the week? A question of the week is where we ask a question of the week. Oh, how timely. This is the best explanation for the show. Whenever yeah. I have to give an explanation for the show, this one's the easiest. It's pretty and, self-explanatory. Yeah, it's self-explanatory, but this one is. Does a bad launch mean a bad game? Right. So obviously there's an answer that's, you know, that's there, that's obvious, but we hope to go into it and explain more in detail. Right. Um, is it a This is sentence? our backwards defense yes. of is No Man's Is there redemption? Ca- <laughs> this is our backwards defense of 76 and No Man's This Guide. may be a platform for some of the members on this podcast <laughs> to defend certain games in their repertoire. Oh, wait, really quick, just really quick. You know, right. talking about 76, I just wanted to say it again. Fuck you, Vinny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Bold of you to assume he heard that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a pretty safe fuck you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, he's you just, never going to respond. You just always come on the show yelling fuck you at people. That's what we bring the dude here for. He brings the hearty fuck yous. Yeah, but, but people uh, like it. People like it when I say fuck you to But them. before we get into any more fucking, let's get into our reasons. Uh, so who should go first? I'm ready to go first. Oh, by the way. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Or not. No, really quick. <laughs> this is uh, the first time we're all together because uh, some of us were a little worried of Rona, uh, namely me. I went what out of the town. Fuck? Why are you breaking the illusion? What are you talking about? The other episodes have we're been remote. We're all in the same room. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the first time we're all. Edited perfectly. <laughs> Heard nothing. Seems nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start. The illusion is not broken. I will force you back into dreamland. <laughs> well, lose your illusion, bro. Guns and roses. So you're no- the only one that knows that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did too. Fucking Doctor right? Rude knows. You did right. I I just <laughs> he fucking gave me a wink and a nod. That's fine. Mm. Also, groan of disgust. But that's fine. I'll take it. All I'll right. take it. Yeah, you will. See, you know what? You just lost your top hat privileges. So, what's your recent Bone King? All right, before this gets any weirder, too late. Um, let's go ahead and get into my recents. So, I have uh, one big recent for the dude, actually. Um, how big is it? How big is it? I'll tell you how big it is. It's pretty thick um, and meaty. I know I mentioned previously I was watching Seinfeld, 
Uh, and I, it was, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong, but I did take a break on it for a second because my boyfriend got really annoyed with it. <laughs> so now I have that'll to watch happen. it on my own. <laughs> no, that'll happen. Who did he hate? Was I, it George? He just said the whole thing was getting on his nerves for a while. And I'm like, but isn't that like the whole like crux Stick? of the show? Like, don't you get it? Anyway, that aside, um, we, uh, we had our Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Valentine's Day just passed by the way. I, forgot I know. To mention. Yes. I know you had a traumatic experience with that as well. I was alone. All right. <laughs> Technically, so was I. We know, Adrian. We know. <laughs> I crashed a delivery truck on Valentine's Day. Holy shit. That's mm -hmm. brutal. Yep. Um, Tore a hole in the roof of it. Okay. Yeah. He still has his job. I do. It's I mean, amazing. if it's an evil lawyer, wouldn't they just fault. give you a promotion? Like. <laughs> Anyway, um, what I did for the uh, for Valentine's Day with my boyfriend, we went to the Hard Rock, uh, and we uh -huh. got a hotel room there. Mm. And yes, yes, I know. But we also went to you know some of the restaurants there, and it was a ton of fun. And we were careful. You're Don't worry. About the guitar hotel, right? Yes, yes. We were we wore protection, you know, and face masks. But um, for the um, wait, really quick, for yes. those of you not in South Florida, we have a Hard Rock hotel here. That is literally shaped like a giant guitar. I just realized, yeah, that but it stops at the neck. That uh, sounds yeah, like we're it making it, it up. It cuts off right before the struts, and then from the struts upwards, it has uh, spotlights that shoot a up into the sky. A blinding beam of light that, that can harken George from can any distance. actually see from his house. Oh yes, <laughs> no, you could see it from just about any distance. It is Almost. blindingly like bright. I, I don't can, know what it is. It, under the right conditions, I can see it from my house also. I think it's a huge fucking like. Uh, distraction for like airplanes and cars like people are just gonna keep looking no, that's, at it that's, that's, that's clear of airspace there uh, sure sure anyway anyway but regardless of that what was on the TV when we were at the hotel Seinfeld, Seinfeld. thank you for being a friend oh. <laughs> coming down the road and back again yeah yeah so um, I now know about these characters and I completely understand now Completely it is under fucking hysterical. Yeah, man. <gasps> I have not deep gutted laugh at a show in a long, Dude, long time. Hold on. What? Doctor Rude. Yes. Uh huh. Is he gonna start? Is he gonna be part of the Golden Squad? <laughs> I think he is. So uh, now I know what the names are of the people that that you know are here. Well, I don't remember specifically, so you're gonna have Talk to like. Talk to me, Dorothy. Okay. No. So that was my question. <laughs> that was my question. Which one did you guys say I was before? Because I didn't remember. Was it Dorothy? Yeah, man. I think She's it was Dorothy. She's the, the the more shrewd one. That's always sarcastic and mean to people, right? Yeah, because you're not Rose. You're not dumb. Yeah. No, see, I'm glad my boyfriend said I was Rose, which I was like, wow, really bad face. <laughs> like, I really appreciate well, it. Okay, let's be honest. Rose is very nice, has yes. a great heart. Has yes. some of the best jokes in the show, oh, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Sure. No, I, th I honestly think Blanche has some of the best liners in that show, dude. Um. Okay, so which one's the one that has sex a lot? Blanche. That's okay, Blanche. that's the one I think I'm more like. Cause like in terms of you making, have that much sex. It's not even that. It's just the sort of like she's always the one to make the sex joke and oh, yeah. to be like that you is know, true. I could see a little yeah. in a way and kind of like always playing off of people, but then people kind of make fun of her and then she's just like, oh well, yeah, well that's true. But moving on, like and the 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 thing is, I think so that everyone means I'm is Dorothy, then. everyone is two. I think most likely because I no, I did call you Dorothy. Yeah. I did call you Dorothy, yeah, yeah. and I'm Sophia. Yeah. For sure, you're Sophia. Because I'm also, a curmudgeon. The thing is, I don't think anyone is just one golden girl. 
It's it's much oh my like God, this is this is Harry Potter episode, world episode seventy nine the uh, the Hogwarts houses of Golden Girls we'll do it <laughs> but the thing is it's not just one house I'm telling you I think everyone's a combination I of know. two it's like Persona but that's what I'm saying <laughs> like people are the same way with the Hogwarts houses like well, I'm a fucking like what what is it that JoJo calls me a uh, Raven Raverin a Dingus right yeah a Dingus sure <laughs> he call, she Raven calls Ravenclaw Slytherin yeah. And I'm oh, Grifflepuff. So, so you have to pick both. Okay, so there I've is been, a I've been range. told I'm Grifflepuff. Yeah, you're Grifflepuff for sure. So if anything, I think I'm definitely, um, which one? Oh my God, I'm messing up the Blanche. names again. Blanche, normally, and then when you get to know me, I get more Dorothy. Because I just start being a little bit less optimistic with uh -huh. my jokes, and it just I comes see. off as mean. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> no, you do have really bad, like, mean, mean quality. But ultimately, yeah, I, I understand the show. It I want to mention just three quick things about it really quick. I, I, we went on a whole tirade about who is who, and that was not really where I intended this. Uh -huh. But there's three jokes that, that got me just, I had to stop for a minute because I was laughing so hard. One is a TV interview where Rose is practicing to be an anchor uh, on a news station. Oh, that's season six. And she practices on <laughs> Dorothy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you know the exact the Well, exact he just season. watched it, man. No, but, I'm watching it. Oh, that's right. But, but like, she's like, oh, let me practice. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then her mom, who's... Uh, Sophia. Um, Sophia, is, like, pretending to be the camera person. And then she's like, your first question, is it true that you have a whole bunch of pamphlets for old folks' homes that you're just waiting for your mom to die so you could send them to her? Or is to send her to them? And then she just goes... Uh, and then Sophia just puts the camera down slowly. <laughs> so good. I was losing my shit, man. It is. I. It, oh god. And that's that's one. And then there's door slams. Really quick one where she's just like Dorothy answers. Most of them are Dorothy. Now that I realize Dorothy has most of the great jokes. She that opens was the Sophia door. joke for sure, though. I mean, it was a rose, and then Dorothy. But then Sophia had a great reaction to yeah, it. Right. So, you know, it was everyone involved. Okay, so the door slammed. Okay, she just basically, there's a guy at the door, and he's like, you know, you're really good at slamming that door. She's like, well, I'm, don't flatter me. And she slams the door again. That was Stan, probably. <laughs> that that was gorgeous. Last one, I promise. They end up going to, an, uh, accidentally booking a hotel to a nudist uh, beach, a nude oh beach. Oh, my God, season three. Three. Oh my That's god. That's such a great They're episode. They're like, oh my god, we're, I don't even know what to do with myself. And the guy walks in all naked with their bags. He's like, shall I point you to your room? And she looks down and goes, oh, so we're on the second floor. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I kind of know this show was written by gay men. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, I don't see anyone else writing that kind of joke. And it just fucking got me. Can, can I say one joke that sure, I love? It's sure. a Dorothy on Blanche joke. <laughs> And, and Blanche genre. is like, Blanche goes, it's just so hard nowadays now and how how I can be myself in, in my later years. You know, I'm so young compared to all of you. And Dorothy goes, in what, Blanche? Dog years? <laughs> that, that shit had me dying, dog. You don't think I'm old, do you? I don't know. How about we cut your neck off and count the rings? <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? She's so brutal. Yep. Like, that's the thing. That's what makes the show great. Anyway, Actually, I've been pulling a fucking Dorothy lately. I'm oh sorry. This God. is a Dorothy I want to do my recent snacks, but you finish because I have something related to yours. Okay, well, okay. All right. I have a couple more things. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I it. totally didn't mean to go it's into okay. this whole other thing Welcome about Golden Welcome to Girls. The, the Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> but legit, that is some stellar writing. I was surprised. Please watch it. Surprised how Please, good it was. Please, like, watch it all um, the way through. It's really good. Last uh, recents are games, and really, um, I can only bring up these things. I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's Woo! done. That RPG is finished. Amazing game. 
Um, I feel like I talked about it so many times on the show, I kind of already went over all of my concerns with it. I think it. so. I could just say it had a great ending. Um, I, I did one special thing. I ended it like a Resident Evil game. Uh, wow. And what I mean by that is I finished the final boss with a rocket launcher, so that was fun. Oh, nice. It, it, there's an item, like a usable battle item, and it goes like uh, gun, grenade, lampshade, rocket launcher. Lampshade? You know, natural progression. What? Um, <laughs> so I ended the one of the bosses with a, with a rocket launcher, and then I think I ended the final final with a lampshade. But without, regardless, fun game, great ending, great voice acting, really good. It almost kind of sets up for a sequel in a way. Anyway, uh, last game, Golden Light, played at co-op with Barb. Uh, it's a procedurally generated, like... I love procedurally generated games. Yeah, so it's a procedurally generated abstract art house dungeon escape game where you play as giant meat globs with, cam with computers stuck to them. All right. Yeah, it got really bizarre. What, what's it called? Golden it's Light? It's called Golden Light, and really, I can only describe it as, like, uh, I don't know, Rogue Legacy meets prop hunt because there are just random like anything in the environment can become a monster that's cool it's it's a little bit zany I like that. it's a little bit zany it was definitely interesting be sure to check out clips on my channel at twitch.tv slash tv um and that's it that's all for my reasons so what you got for me dr rude uh so i haven't gotten to do a lot because i'm still recovering from valentine's day right uh that being said uh i did watch betty white first lady of television Oh, that's a documentary. Betty White documentary on Netflix. Isn't she Rose? What? That is Rose. Yeah. She's Rose. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying like, hey, what is, yeah, there but you that's go. That's what I'm saying. That's okay, why yeah. it's related. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and it was really, it's a joy to watch. It's so cool. Like, it's, it's, it's really just, it covers her whole career. And it's just, it's amazing to see, like, exactly that. It talks about, like, you know, Betty White's original career. And then how basically, like, that Doritos commercial basically turned, was, no, it wasn't Doritos. It was, like, Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, basically, like resurrected it resurrect well it, it that's what gave birth to edgy betty oh god that's when people really realize that she's got a real edge to her and that's how you started getting her cast in more roles like in the proposal and shit like that where she gets to be kind of the yeah, birth of meme betty yeah, yeah exactly because <laughs> her career kind of fucking died after the dennis the menace sequel a little bit yeah i I also think, like, I think she thought that she was just ramping down also. Right. But then this whole new version of her came out, and she capitalized. I'm good for her. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really cool. They Get had, that like, bag, baby. Get that bag. Yep. Yeah, like, Ryan Reynolds was on the documentary. Uh, like, a, a bunch of people. It was just, it was people throughout her career that are still alive. Fuck. I just imagine There's Ryan There's a great behind-the-scenes footage of Ryan Reynolds acting. It's, you know, very meta. <laughs> Acting, acting like Betty there. White hates him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And and Sandra Bullock's like, what the fuck is the problem with you? <laughs> Betty White doesn't hate anybody. And Betty White clearly goes, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I thought you were just saying there was a special feature of Ryan Reynolds acting. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad he does it somewhere. Oh boy. Womp, womp. But I can only imagine that. Uh, and sincerely, that is the only. Oh, wait, you know, it's not the only new thing I've done. Don't know because. The rest of my free time has been spent playing D&D. &D, oh, yes. Which is great. Oh, do you want to tell him about one of the campaigns? I do. So uh -oh. of, the, of, the, of the campaigns he's that I've He's a D&D player. Of course he wants to tell me about well, his campaigns. No, so this, this, dungeon, <laughs> this dungeon master, he's a relatively new DM, mm. but he's actually a really, really good DM because he's very, he's very like, 
He's not flexible at all. He's open. Super flexible. Right, right. And the campaign that we're playing is ridiculous. It's called Dungeons and Dragons versus the Evil Dead. Oh, God. Okay. In the very first session, we fought like three deadites. Okay. Uh, one of our one of our NPCs is currently like a possessed deadite. <laughs> uh, we went into this like haunted farmhouse where all the paintings were laughing and attacking people. That's fine. And then I did one of my favorite things to do. I skipped to the end, boss. <laughs> you skipped? Yeah. In D&D? &D? Oh, like, yeah. you just walked into the door? So what happens is I'm playing a Dampir, uh -huh. which is like a pseudo-vampire. But uh -huh. one of my abilities is I have an ability called Spider Climb. I can I just can unlimitedly climb on walls and ceilings. I feel like this is one of those things the DM should have been like, hey, wait a so second. So I literally, just, cl new, I literally so. yeah. just climbed up to the top floor and went inside. Oh, my now, God. Let me tell you what I saw. I feel like we've had this conversation. I feel like you're just going to reenact no, the Buffalo Bill. No, you had Bill. this conversation with me. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I feel like you're just going to reenact the Buffalo Bill scene from no. Silence of the Lambs. So that's in, what I saw. In this attic, the first thing you see to the left is the painting of Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters. Oh, God. That's on the left. We fight two deadites. Uh, Vigo the Carpathian uh, takes over one of our players. I dispel the magic on the Vigo the Carpathian. And then we get the pictures of the ghost hunter, the Ghostbusters as saints. Uh huh. I put that in my bag. One of our other players finds an artifact item uh -huh. called the Mask of the Murderer. Okay. It's, a, it's Jason's mask. Oh, just straight up a hockey mask. Uh -huh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point there is a crib laying there in the in the middle of the room. Uh, our rogue goes and takes the. There's a figure inside the crib, opens the 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 bundle up, and it's a doll. With red hair and overalls and freckles on its face. Oh, of course. With a pool cord on its back. My character immediately took it and yeeted it out the window. Right. <laughs> the I hate DM Chucky. was like, no, you don't want to. We're like, no, no, we do not want to. Nuh uh. Nope. You should have uh, been nicer to Chucky. I don't think he would have been that mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just think, so this is a less serious campaign, obviously. Mm -hmm. but was it's really, it a one shot? No, we're still, no, no, this is a, this is a campaign. Oh. We are going to figure out what the source of the Deadites is. No, now it's Dr. Reed versus idea. Evil. I might know what it is, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> uh, was there enough pink goo, though? That's the biggest question. Oh, lots. Okay, because that's, I mean, it well, can't also, be anything. Also, Slime. one Actually, of our fucking players got bitten and isn't telling the group. That's not. Uh-huh. I feel like that's such a weird thing to do in D&D, &D, like, though, because everyone know. knows. Yeah, yeah, we know, but if you're if you're a good D and D player, you know how not to meta. But then you're always gonna have people be like, "Oh, well, not that I know anything, but I choose to stay in the back behind." No, if like, you're oh, a good player, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most, oh, dude, one of our players, and this is just one of the things I love about D and D is the things you can do. Mm. So there's a spell called Heat Metal. Okay. It's usually used getting hot, right? Against uh, like armored enemies. Okay. Because you heat their armor and it does continual damage to them. Mm -hmm. Deadites weren't wearing armor. But our rogue shot a deadite in the eyeball with a crossbow bolt. That bolt is made of metal. So he casts heat metal on the bolt. That's fucking brilliant. Huh. I love shit like that. I, that's a very interesting ability. I love metal. use of, like, I love creative use of abilities like that. And that was one of them. Oh, no, yeah, definitely So fun. other than Betty White, all I've had free, all I've spent all of my free time playing D&D &D and just unwinding from valentine's day because fuck that was stressful mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what do you got dude so <laughs> <laughs> i uh i started wandavision 
Nice. Ooh. I finished the first three episodes. I am allegedly before the big break, as you yes, called it. Yes, the big moments. Uh, it's okay. It's it's okay. That's it. Yeah, it's it's so, okay. I'm enjoying. I'm what I'm enjoying really is Paul Bettany in this. No, he's by like. I was talking to this with my about. I was talking about this with my dad. Paul Bettany is just such a great grab that not only did he work as Jarvis, but he works so well as Vision. He does, mm. and I do like you know occasionally them calling him just Viz. Oh yeah, I do like that. That's that's such a cute little tip of the hat. Yeah. Um. But now I guess this is kind of a big thing. I played Daymare 1998. Yeah, so we, I, I mean, he's been making a lot of posts about this. No, I've just been messaging to you. Well, that's what I mean, messaging um, me. <laughs> I've been bothering him. Now, the the game you probably haven't heard of, right? Nope. You haven't heard of it, Dr. Root. Nope. And for those out there who haven't heard of this game, it's an indie game. It was made by like five Italians. Okay. Um, It's also the last game of the original voice actor for Leon S. Kennedy. The, okay. original, uh, the, the original Paul Haddad. Yeah, the original. Um, he like worked on this game and then pff, died. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Jesus. So and that's that's died. what he gets for working on the game, I guess. But the game started as a Resident Evil 2 fan remake. Okay. It was made with Unreal, and they like did this for like three, four years, and then Capcom sent them a cease and desist letter. Boo! Typical Capcom shit. Typical company shit. And then you just have this this thing where they're like, we're 90% done with this game. Let's just make it into a game. So they fucking went ahead and made it into a game with a completely original story, which sucks. But it had the best bad voice acting I've ever heard. It's like such a bro, like as a diehard fan, like I consider myself diehard fan of the OG one, two, and three to just get to hear, oh, he's going to the hospital. Then I guess I'll be there when he is there. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so bad. I really <laughs> wonder if they do that on purpose though. I, it like, feels, I don't know. It okay. feels like it's so bad. Like, it's good almost like I feel like it's super intentional, but the, almost the, everything in this game is intentional. Oh, well, one of the biggest thing you were telling me, the things that you mentioned about this game was all the references, dude, there are, there's a dino crisis reference. It's a, it's every a, five steps. There seems to be a reference. Yes, I'm okay actually. Absolutely. They brought in, uh, the art for the girl that gets the headshot, the, the standee in men in black. Okay. During the scene where Will Smith shoots the girl that's holding the quantum physics yeah. book, you see that as graffiti. Nice. Fucking Snake Plissken escape from here. Uh -huh. Fucking what? What's I know wrong I said, with these? I said, uh huh. I just think it's a lot. I just think it's, it's you don't, just a lot of references. But you don't like these references? Because it's like a, playing this game is like a conversation with you two. Sure. Look, I'm like, not saying. Like everything's a fucking reference. And I don't know. It felt. I felt snug as a bug in a rug. Look, I it appreciate good. a good reference. There's nothing wrong with references, but if it's a lot and like a shit ton of references, then it makes like them feel a little bit less special because they're all in just comprised of how many different graffitis they could put on the wall, you know? Like, it's cool that they have illusions. Don't get me wrong. I do like that. But some of them are just kind of like, okay, well, damn, that's a lot. That's not bad, but it's a lot. I don't know how many there are. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm sure there's no YouTube video yet. Like there's, I've seen a couple where there's like 60 Easter eggs and I'm like, yeah, that seems fair for the amount. But they put in the flux capacitor next to a DeLorean and there's the a- DeLorean has the fucking license plate out of time. What was it on? There was, was like, there they was a had pizza. a twister reference with Dorothy one on the side of an RV. Wasn't there Wesker's Pizza and then Claire Water? It's like, this is just out of hand by this point. Claire Water, Albert Chips, and it's a chip, a a fucking chip with the sunglasses. Does this not sound like a little too far? But this is an indie game, But I feel like like it's a a circular scale Uh where I feel like it's just enough, then there's too much, and then it goes back to being great again. It circles back to being good. Okay. Because I I feel like, so I feel like once you get to that point, it becomes a feature more than just <laughs> like I like it's more than just like idle references. It's uh-huh. an actual aesthetic choice like of the creative. These process. are rewards in gameplay yeah, for you. Yes, references. Yeah. yeah, there's plenty, dude. There's literally yeah. a zombie that was killed by an umbrella. This is just a lot of things. There's there's the Cheryl Hotel. Like, yeah, you know, like, and in the Cheryl Hotel, uh, Rev, there's a spoiler on that one, so be careful. Why? Because for Silent Hill Three. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's it's well, a pretty big a, thing. All right. There's somebody, whatever. There is something there that you and can see. And the trophy when you find it is where's the fog. Yeah. Uh, but still, I enjoy the game. I'm really, I really like it in the fact that this is like, you could just feel the love in the game. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of soul just pouring out saying, listen, this is, this is literally you ages 10 to 18. There you go. Just uh-huh. everything you ever fucking liked. And I enjoy that. I don't know. For me, it it's grown on me. The story's fucking bad. The voice acting's bad. The graphics aren't the best. The gameplay is fun, however, a little repetitive. Uh, and a little clunky. It's not as smooth. But, I mean, it's five people making a game, and it's a pretty big game. I've put in already nine hours on it. And don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, last thing. Uh-huh. Really bad thing. Fuck the final boss. Okay. Oh, that happens a lot in survival the, horrors, though. There, no, but this is bad. This is bad, bad. Because there's a certain point where the bad, where the fucking boss becomes a one-hit monster. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> no, that happens so much. I fucking hate it. Where it's like, oh, be be aware of this final hit that'll kill you and make you restart everything just because. No, no, no. You have to, like, run away from him. The game doesn't tell you. It just says escape. Okay, so I figured, let me shoot at him to slow him down. I'm a little ahead. Oh, shit, he's gaining on me. Oh, shit, let me dodge. But the fucking, the frames on the grab animation is so fucking wide that you're like, what the fuck? I have to be a car length away to get away from him in a fucking hallway. That's bullshit. And then he grabs you, and then you're fucking dead. And it's like, (gasps) fuck. And then... You know, there's a trophy for not dying. So I'm pulling a George, exiting the main menu, loading from the last load. How is that pulling a George? That's average technique to get it right. I don't understand. (laughs) Like, were you going to go through it once and then never do it again? Well, I'm not going to do it like George and restart. Like, what? No, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. No, I'm specifically trying not to get a continue. So I don't get that. So I get that trophy. That's where I get it. Oh, okay. See, I I mistook that because that's You must take a lot of things, but that's fine. We still love you. I also want to mention that that scene you were describing with the final boss is kind of how I felt uh, dealing with a green enemy in Code Veronica. 
Um, you know which one I'm talking about, correct? A large green enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say who because it's spoilers. But you right, know, right, right, right. Uh, that 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 kind of I couldn't move. The hitboxes were huge, and it's like I have to be a car's length You're away. You're gonna get hit. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get hit, but you don't die. Right, but if you don't have a lot of healing items, then you're just at a point where you're gonna take hits because that's but the, the game toll to continue. But the game throws healing items at you. Code Veronica aside, that aside, is there any other reasons? Uh, fuck. Well, Golden Girls, uh, and some '76. Okay. I didn't get to play Hunt. Yeah, I really haven't gotten to play Hunt this. Uh, yeah, me neither. Either. Um, so one thing I want to mention really quick about Daymare, not that I think it's bad at all. Like I have it, I haven't played it yet. Could you please put an editor's note that you haven't played it? What he just said that I just said that. Oh, okay. Sorry. What? I'm not editor George. Please ignore that request. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Now we've revealed Editor George as a character on the show. Uh-huh. I hope you understand this. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't gotten the chance to play it yet. I'm just saying that, like, and it could still be an amazing game, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying there has to be more to it beyond just the references. And from what you're saying, there is. So it's fine. It, how can I say it? Not it, that the references are bad. I'm just saying. It's a creepier Resident Evil 4. Interesting. In terms of the shooting, in terms of the gameplay, mm-hmm. um, the inventory system is very methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact that you can't, like, you know how standard Resi has bullets in a box, right? Yeah. Yar. I went through puberty. There. And you stick has it in a box. bullets in a box, <laughs> and you have to, like, reload it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In, in real life, you need a magazine. Sure. This fucking game gives you an ammo box and a magazine. So oh, if you want to do Jesus. a quick reload in the middle of a fight, you need a magazine. Oh, if not, awesome. you have to go to the inventory screen to combine the ammo box to the fucking gun. Welcome to Outbreak. Oh, and guess what? That's what Outbreak does. No, and, like yeah. Yeah, that is what Outbreak does. And guess what? Just like Outbreak, the inventory screen doesn't stop the game. Yeah, boy. That's how it you is. You have to keep fucking Jesus. going. Stay man. alive. <laughs> And in, in an outbreak, the zombies don't stop. They are literally constantly responding. Yep. So yeah. that's fun. Um, so that's all the reasons. Oh, no, this one, the zombies stop. I've got news. So you've got news, so we're just getting on in it. All right, news. Uh, things. Some things came out that I think I'm uniquely excited about in this group. Okay. Uh, Who knows? A, maybe the listener? The tra- Well, I'm talking about in this room uh-huh, uh-huh. right now. Uh, the trailer for Cruella dropped. I didn't so see that's it. a trailer. Yes. Okay, I've only seen screens. Emma Stone as a prequel movie for the character Cruella Deville. Oh, mm, now mm. my concern is that they're going to try to make Cruella relatable. Okay, that was my immediate thing. Yes. I so what I think they're going for, and this is really weird. I think they're going for like a Disneyed version of Joker. Uh, I don't think they're going to redeem her at all. I just think you're going to see someone fall into lunacy. I look. I would love to see that. That sounds amazing. But Disney's very safe. There's nothing wrong with that per se. I feel like, like Disney is getting to the point where they're t- well throughout their history. They've pushed their boundaries several times. But whenever they take a villain character and give them their own thing, what do they always do? They make them sure. sympathetic. Like it's, that's the point. Like they want the audience to to root for them. And but it takes away the villain. Yeah, but of Disney the character. also follows trends. Uh huh. And I think this is what they're doing. I think, I think that's like, a random t- trend I just, to follow. I just want to know, when the fuck are we going to get our Queen Xenomorph origin story? From 
That's a little lost to me. Xenomorph? No, I know, but what the hell does Xenomorphs have to do with? It's a Disney property now. Is it? It's Fox. They were Fox. Disney and bought now Disney them. Disney owns Fox. Oh, so well, the, Xenomorph the Queen, queen, is a Disney the queen Xenomorph is technically a Disney They'll princess. They'll probably make a better Aliens movie than... <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, yeah, and the trailer looks fucking great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think Emma's going to do phenomenal. I think, yeah, I'm super excited for that. I Did mean, you actually uh, watch the trailer? Oh, yeah. I, I don't hate. Well, because uh, I was concerned about the movie. I was afraid that it was going to be like Maleficent. fucking Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. Right but I you. don't think that's what they're going for. It's really bizarre. Okay. Uh, there's a Gremlins prequel coming out. Fun. Is that a Disney property? It is now. Shit. That's true. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, oh, Puppets. wait. No, it's not. No, no. It's Universal. Oh, okay. That's I feel better now. It's not Disney. We keep but regardless, in the... there is a uh, what? We keep in the puppets. It's an animated movie. Okay. It's gonna be an origin story of the Mogwai. Okay. Oh. Like it's called the name of the movie is Secrets of the Mogwai. Oh, okay. I would file that under list of things I didn't need to know, but that's cool. Well, as someone who did know some of the origin story of the Mogwai, I'm excited, especially oh, okay. because of the cast. We've got Ming Na Wen. I'm always here for B.D. Wong. Jesus. And Matthew Rice. Uh, another piece of news that, again, I might be uniquely excited about. I don't know. There's a Wednesday Addams movie coming out. That I'm I excited thought it was for. a series. Oh, it might be a series. It's, it's a Netflix yeah, series. Whatever. It's an adult Wednesday Addams. It's a coming-of-age story for Wednesday Addams. And being handled by Tim Burton. And being handled. It's Tim Burton's TV directorial debut. So, question. Yes. What? Okay. What age is Wednesday right now? Adults? I High school, think college. she's going to be like late teens. I think it's going to be college so age. So we're just going to have Daria. <laughs> that oh, murders ex- people, yeah. Except possibly actually murdering. So we, have we don't know. Goth Daria, awesome. Like yeah. you know, that's great. Actually. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's like, actually kind of great. All right. Yeah, like we don't have a whole lot of details yet. It was only just announced. Uh huh. But uh, it is live action, by the way. That's worth noting. Oh, I thought really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The no, it is live action. It. All right. Yeah. We don't have any casting. We don't know anything. Who uh, have Creole, I demand Cruella? Christina Ricci to be a, a teacher. That would be great. That would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, one of her professors. That'd yeah. be dope. And like she has to be the professor that she can't creep out. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the one that's like, I yeah, see yeah, your yeah. shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then finally, kind of related to that, is we know who's composing the music for Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. Danny Elfman. Danny fucking Elfman. Fun. I that right there, honestly. Oh right. I whatever, what? man. I no. What did? What do you, are you not even like laughing? Danny Elfman? It's not it at all. I don't even know why the dude is laughing. I legit oh, was okay. like, what? Oh, did you not see him? He just no, like because you. Fun. Yeah, that sounded legitimately like. Because I'm worried in a way. Because look, I think he's an extremely talented guy. Okay. I went on a whole tirade on how I re like I found yeah, Oingo yeah. Boingo and how it was actually yes, Danny Elfman. I remember. Whole I was here. However, yes. his recent movie scores have been a little bit samey. It's only because he kind of has something that sells, and there's but nothing that's wrong just with it, that. Is it, yeah, but... when you hire Danny Elfman, part of you is buying that Danny Elfman sound. Right, right. But, but... I want I want them to let him do what he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing, because sometimes they don't. Like, look at Willy Wonka. This was a while ago, but look at Willy Wonka. Right. Where they were like, no, don't do your thing, Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. a whole smorgasbord of genres. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that is not going to help or work. I agree. So I hope they just work with him. But... If they do, I, like that actually gets me really excited for the movie mm-hmm. because that kind of gives you an idea of the tone they're going for a little bit. Who did the soundtrack to the original uh, Adams Family movies? 
Was it not Tim Burton? Wait, 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 hold on. I'm not talking about Anna's family anymore, though. We're talking about Doctor Strange. We're talking about Doctor Strange. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, okay, but never mind, never mind. Sorry, sorry. Danny Elfman's Danny Elfman is doing Doctor Strange too. Is he also doing Adam's family? Uh, I don't no, know. We, like I said, we really don't know anything about the Wednesday Adams. Okay. Tune in for two weeks from now. Should Danny Elfman. I, I, as far as I know, there is some strain in the relationship between uh, Burton and Elfman. Yes. So I don't know that that's going to happen. I mm -hmm. doubt it. Uh, but I, I like I said that him being involved gives me gives you a clue into the feel, uh -huh. and that excites me because I think that's a cool feel for what they're going for for this movie. No, for sure. Which uh -huh. is kind of weird, horror, creepy. I think Tim Byrne and Danny Elfman just need their mediators, Helena hmm. Bottom Carter and Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, and I mean, other than that, this is just a random little quote from Zack Snyder. Uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Stop hating my movie. Uh, no. Uh, he said, I wouldn't change a single frame of anything I've done. That's fair. That's fair. Like, despite anything, he literally said, "Not a, I would not change a single frame. He believes in the auteur theory. Which, you know what? I'm here for that. I like that kind of stick-to-your-guns attitude. No, Uwe Boll feels look, the same exact way. And look, I'm glad you can respect that, shit, too. As much shit as every fan has given him for his movies and for his theories on stuff and things of how he would handle that. Yeah. The man wants to do what he wants to do, and yeah. you can't fault him for it. He got that bag, and he's doing it. And yeah, yeah. you know what? Fuck it, dude. If you if you want to say that and you don't have any regrets, particularly about Martha, if you don't have any <laughs> regrets at all, because he defended it kind of. He was uh, like, fuck, man, whatever. Uh, good well, on you. He has to defend it. He made it. Like, yeah. No, he said, fuck it. It's that's what but, he uh, made the best decision at the time that he thought, you know, with the experience that he had. That's that's oh, how he wants to say my it. last bit of news. Sure. Is my sad bit of news. Who died? Nobody died, but they're rebooting Constantine. Again? Uh, there's going to be an HBO Max series, oh. and they're not bringing Matt Ryan back. That's weird. He's a pretty Shit. recognizable. It's like. so stupid to not. Like, I don't get it. They have all the DC rights. Mm -hmm. There's clearly already fan support. Like, if you go on any comment section about this news, mm -hmm. like, everyone is like, where is Matt Ryan? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get what their thinking is here. Like... He's already got the fan support. That seems like such an easy fucking decision. Oh, and Adrian, this is going to piss you off. Oh. There's some rumors that they're cutting the religious aspects out of the out of Constantine. How does that work? So I he's just even... gonna, so it's going to be His name is a religious reference I know. in and of itself. So it's basically just going to be like regular monsters or something. Like I don't know. They're not if... demons. Shush. Don't say the D yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you out there are listening. I don't know if you could feel how hard I rolled my eyes. Yes. Yeah. Again, yeah, I'm not we, watching don't, it we don't know that that's the case, but there's a strong rumor that that's the case. And that worries me. I just, I don't like, <laughs> I felt like HBO was kind of like, they were, they were understanding shit based on what they were releasing and things they were getting and what they were giving us. Watchmen, fucking all this shit. And then they pull something like this. It's very confusing to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I don't... I want to know, like, who at the board meeting was presented. Hey, there's this guy that everyone already loves for the role. And everyone was like, nah. Yeah, but like, where does this... Hold on. But there was a Justice League Dark movie that's been forever in development. And Constantine was supposed to be in that. Correct. What the fuck? 
Don't know. That's right. been in limbo for forever. I'm just more intrigued with the idea of taking a character who is popular, uh, like, for fighting supernatural demons. Yep. And then what saying, he's known for, yeah. No, yep. let's take that out and replace yep. it with something else. It's like, I can't wait for the next Van Helsing film where he fights, I don't know, uh, wartime things where yeah. he's in World War One or something. And it's like, what? Like, does this defeat the whole purpose? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't understand the 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 thinking here and it's a little frustrating oh we also got a trailer for mortal kombat yeah so that leads into my news i might as well so um i saw the mortal kombat movie uh trailer i'm assuming you guys did as well i have not okay so i did it's okay so they kind of all right so my first thing i can't believe chun li isn't in it though adrian (laughs) i saw that fucking stupid article I mean, so, somebody got paid to write why isn't chung lee in the mortal kombat film and then at the <laughs> end they had to edit it's like oh because chung lee's not from mortal kombat Duh, editor's like... note yeah uh, was it jezebel i think it was i don't remember all right well that that aside i yeah. didn't even know about that shit it's but really that weird. aside the, the trailer is fine i think it's it's a good trailer movie looks okay uh-huh. there's a couple things that are a little different whatever that's sure. to be expected with the movies um, my biggest gripe, and this is my first thing out of the gate that I want to say about it, I think it's inherently a bad idea to show a shit ton of your character's death scenes at the very end just because you want to go, fatality! So now I know two characters that die, who they kill them, and where. So, like, as someone this who is why movies, interesting. Uh, Dr. Why Rude holds... Yes, and this is why I usually don't, but I stupidly did. So... Uh, no, you didn't stupidly. It's not your fault. It's their fault. But normally I wouldn't if it's something I really care about. And I was just right. curious to be like, oh, what's this going to look like? And there are some really cool things I see there. Like the, the whole, they showed they're going to uh, tackle Scorpion's backstory and right. the rivalry with Sub-Zero. That's cool. That's never been shown. I did in like the effects on the on the uh, powers. Effects look great. They're, they're Sub-Zero looks it. awesome. A hundred percent. The mask actually looks like it fits this time. So that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's a good benefit there. It's just like, Okay, two major things. One, Melina. Melina's in this movie. Her casting is fine. The CGI for her is just dog shit. I'm sorry. Like when you think Melina, what do you remember? Though it's a first, it's a first trailer. Okay, but there are some very obvious details that they are leaving out here. The teeth. Yes. So the teeth just look like instead of her being half Targaryen, she's just half British. They're yellow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) They just look. Kind of like, okay, that's a joke, obviously. I'm making an Austin Powers joke uh-huh. in a way. But seriously, it doesn't look like she has, like, the giant sharp teeth that, that Baraka would. It's just, like, somewhat sharp regular teeth. Hmm. And it's like, why even wear a veil by that point? What are you hiding? Like, you're a clone of Kitana, but the whole big thing is your face. That's your big driving character. Whatever. It's not important, I guess, here. Um, and then another thing is we saw Reptile. Did you see Reptile? No. He's in that trailer. I didn't see him. He's got two scenes. And I feel like it's a spoiler for me to say it, but it's in the trailer. So but I haven't s- seen it. I mean, can I still say it? It's in the trailer? I wouldn't. Really? All right. You know what, George? I don't want to hear this. La, 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 Where are you going? What? No, You can't just leave spoilers. Well, if he's going to leave for a second, I might as well just say it really quick. Right. Reptile is in the trailer, and you literally see him twice. You see him once creeping up on the main characters, and a second time getting his heart ripped out. That's his heart in Kano's hands. Aww. And mine, too. Okay? 
Reptile's my boy, and I'm just really mad at how constantly the series shits on him. I'm a little mad there's no Johnny Cage. Yeah, that's really bizarre. There's a theory that the new guy is like an origin story for Johnny Cage, which is stupid because he's not an actor, so that makes no sense. Yeah, the whole thing about Johnny Cage is he's an actor. Yeah, so I don't really know. That's a shtick. But then also there's this whole thing with like a tattoo that like calls people to Mortal Kombat and it's like don't like yeah, most like of the people it, like have it's that? this weird branding you were chosen at birth. Like what is this? This baby had this sick ass tattoo and no one said anything for like that. Like it just feels really weird. Uh Jax loses his arms in a different way, which to be honest is fine cuz the original Raiden just gives it to him. <laughs> yeah. That's the original. There's no cool story of Ermac ripping his arms off. No, 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 no. <laughs> Raiden's just here. These will make you stronger. The end. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty I much... I did like most of the effects. Most, not all. Right, and there are cool things to be seen. I like how we're getting fatalities, finally. Like, that is something cool. But yeah, you showed we... them. <laughs> you showed your death scenes. I actually saw, like... <gasps> Sub-Zero kill a guy, and it was actually a fatality. I just don't know what character he and, killed. And, uh, another character that dies in the trailer, I'm sorry, is Melina. You see her take a bowl of energy to her chest, and her intestines fly out. She's not picking up after that. Yeah, like, I just... I don't know why trailers have to show everything. Yeah. Some I, Sometimes it's better to just rein it back in, dude. I almost Less guarantee is more. the director didn't want that and was like, what the fuck? I get it. You could have teased the fatality. Maybe even just show that one Sub-Zero scene that looks really cool. But, like, you just revealed two character deaths. Like I fucking saw two trailers of Godzilla versus King Kong. I already know the plot. I mean, granted, much. granted is not a hard plot to figure out. But still, it's these trailers are fucking terrible. Yeah. And look who decided to show his face. Oh, we're fine. We're fine. We're done. No, no, we were doing just fine. Having a whole discussion. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, oh you really were blotting me out, son of a bitch. <laughs> Sometimes anyway, I wish I could. I just this is a lesson as to why I usually try not to watch the trailers. They revealed too much, to be said. Uh, They've gone too far. There's something on the wings. Something. <laughs> Can I uh, yes. <laughs> can I break down the, the Nintendo Direct that happened yesterday? Sure, oh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, first things, right off the bat. I love that no Metroid, Metroid announcement. Yep. Both of you. Both of you. Both uh -huh. of you. Salty about the Metroid. Yeah. It's as dead as Silent Hill. No. Forget it. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Enjoy your spinoffs while it's they just, last. Why not just remaster the original trilogy and just put I don't it, get it, it, man. I don't At least that. Especially do... like for the Switch. Like, the motion controls for the Switch are so good. Yeah. Incorporate motion controls into the remaster. That's it. You've got your... your We're thing. talking about Prime, right? Yeah. Okay, because they didn't they do a remake of 2? Metroid yeah, 2? For, for the 3DS. Yeah. Something. Kind, yeah, not a lot. But what, like, something. nine years ago at this point? True. No, very true. it came out literally a year after the Switch. You try Nobody's telling playing that. their fucking 3DS oh, at that that's point. Right. Nine that's right. years? You try telling that to the F-Zero fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Wherever the hell they are. Yeah. I've never fucking seen one, but okay. Okay, so first things when first. When I turn over a rock and find one, I will let them know. Yeah, they'll be uh, right next to Earth. Speaking down. of remasters, we're getting a Skyward Sword HD which remaster. Is, which is cool. I, sure, but coming off the heels of Mario's triple pack, it's kind of like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Mario had a triple pack of uh -huh. Mario 64, uh, Sunshine, yeah. and Galaxy. Okay. And we're just getting Skyward Sword, not Twilight Princess, not Wind Waker. Did Twilight not even Princess come out on the Wii U? It came out on 
Yeah. Well, on the Wii U, but it's trapped on the Wii U. And it's so is so is Wind Waker. Like, that's not getting any other ports or anything. You know what I mean? Plus, well, they have these perfectly good remakes of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So here, here's well, here's my thing Mask, about but... Wind Waker, though. I don't think Wind Waker ever really needs to be remastered. Well, I just think it needs to be ported with something sure, else. Ported sure, ported is one thing, but like... Wind Waker would not benefit from a remaster. But it, at all. it did though. It the the Wii U version is a remaster. They upped the lighting. It looks amazing. All right. But th I, that's it. It doesn't need to be touched up much. You're fair. right. It's a gorgeous game. But I just think they could have tossed in a couple more. It's like just one Skyward Sword. I don't know. That's I it. feel like like Mario sixty four and fucking I don't know. Like there's such... Sunshine is a GameCube game. For me, the triple pack yeah. makes sense because it was celebrating the 35th anniversary. Yeah. Right. And Are we celebrating the 35th? Yes, it, 35th? it's the 35th of Zelda. Mm. This year? If not 25th, I don't know. But it is it is an anniversary for that too. And Pokemon, which got nothing, by yeah, the way. Like, what the fuck? All right, but Pokemon fans need to relax. They do no, get a lot. Pokemon they fans do get a all lot. over the place. No, actually, comments. Pokemon got something and it's tearing up the TCG market. Oh, okay. Did the you hear game. about what's going on at McDonald's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but that's not... Are you fucking kidding me? Some of those cards are selling for $1,000. Right. That's more of... Not really an anniversary celebration as an anniversary travesty. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> I mean, it's I the baby babies all over again. It really um, is. It really is. Really quick. Splatoon 3. Yeah. And it's going to be in the desert. Cool. Which I don't understand why squids would be in the desert. I have your answer. Like, I don't even play Splatoon, and I know about its post-apocalyptic I don't understand lore. why squids are hot, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look, I can't judge. I was talking about Rex uh -huh. not too long ago. Whatever. I'm leading hard into my monster girl thing. But wait, which, because, I mean, we have four different hosts. Marina. Who, okay, all right, because there's a lot of different options here. No, 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 um, it's Marina. But no, there actually is a post-apocalyptic, like, subplot. I know. In yeah, there Splatoon, is. so maybe that ties into yeah. it somewhat, I guess. It's Mad I, Max. Uh, yeah, uh, but Squid. I just, please, please, for the love of God, can you put a way for us to have a party and consistently play with a group of friends together? Yes, Instead man. of hoping, wishing, and praying that the matchmaking gods will have us working together in the same team? You can't have a party and... James you and can, I... can, but there's no way to make sure you're all on the same team. What the fuck? That makes yeah. no sense for a matchmaking game. This has game. happened what? on both Splatoon 1 and 2. Yep. James and I kept playing. We just stopped playing because you don't have a consistent way of teaming up together. Yeah. That's bizarre. George, then, it's like, fucking terrible. It, it kind of defeats the purpose I agree. of matchmaking with your friends. It's I all mean, now random. A great, it's a great concept. It's a great idea for a game. It's 4v4. You could get everybody mm. working together. Yo, Squid Squad, let's team up. Squid let's, Squad. That's you right. know? Hashtag and, Squid Squad. <laughs> are we just coming out with hashtags? Every day? episode. Here we go. <laughs> but fuck me, dude. Like. I'm here, oh, James, I'm playing against you. Or, oh, we didn't even get in the same game together. That happened to me with Liz. Yep. Like, I wouldn't even get in the same game. Yeah, it's Fuck really bizarre. Oh, Splatoon 2? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> same game, no? <laughs> All right. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, just in general, I think uh, fucking Nintendo needs to work on their social aspect of their platform. Oh, yeah. No, they need to get with the times with a lot of the online yeah. presence. So uh, We're getting a lot of... Uh, I guess free DLC. I don't know. It depends. Uh, oh, wait, for... there's other games announced. Yeah, I'm Weverse. How, how can you forget about Metopia? You oh, Metopia. That one, that's right. I was just about to say, how Sorry, can you Metopia. forget about Metopia, a 3DS game that was sold for $35, now $60, and was ported to the Switch? Let's talk about that uh -huh. game. <laughs> I really didn't want it has to. Over, it has over double the content, though, George. 
They could say that all they want. I mean, and hey, you could put makeup on your Mies now. So. And they do have a horse. So it's $20 for the horse DLC. Yeah. That's, that's, it's Oblivion all over again. It's going to be Epona. <laughs> it Someone is already Epona. made well, the horse armor Epona. joke. Ah, figured. Um, speaking of uh, Nintendo items and other things. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, segue. Uh, the Super Mario uh, themed items are going to be in Animal Crossing. Oh, that's right. Welcome to my reason to come back after like yeah. three months. <laughs> yeah, I got I to dust off Animal Crossing again. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody here gives a shit, but apparently a, a big majority of people do. Mario Golf. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I loved Mario Gro- uh, Golf growing up. Groff? Groff. Growing up. Groff growing. Hashtag Groff. And that was the introduction of the ever so shat on, oh, not even shat on, ever so underappreciated Princess Plum. Uh, uh, no one even knows about That's Princess Plum. That's a deep Plum. cut if I ever heard one. But regardless of that, that game, it was a fun thing on the N64, so I'm going to be interesting here. Uh, we it's have golf. Fall Guys being ported yep. to the Switch. Took I'm surprised it forever. wasn't, yeah. Uh, oh, and Smash Bros. So this is the bigger news that came out. That just started right off, and a lot of people are pissed. Are pissed? Of why? course. When when isn't a Smash character announced? That's people true. aren't pissed. So yeah. wh- why why are people? Do you know who it is? No. All right. Well, tell me. Do you know um, Xenoblade? A little bit. Do you know Pira from Xenoblade? The name sounds super familiar. Okay. Hey, well, on. do you know Mithra? Yeah, actually. because it's both. Both could, two Xenoblade characters? They could switch. Like Sheik, oh. kind of. Oh. Which is bizarre because we got rid of Zelda and Sheik's whole thing and yeah. now introduced another person who has it, but whatever. So, I mean, look, I have nothing against Xenoblade. I just think it's kind of weird. Is be- she going to have her outfit? Yes, that is the outfit. But, but it's like it's another... Uh, look, there's nothing wrong with swordsmen. There's nothing wrong with anime so characters. So two more sword characters, though. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that so on wait, the surface level. Sephiroth is a sword character. But he's the sword character. Okay, I know, but hold on. What, so what was the, what's the, what's what's been the le- the latest release of characters? Uh, Min Min, uh, Steve, Steve, Sephiroth. Okay. This is Fighter Pass 2, but Fighter Pass 1 had Byleth, who's another Fire Emblem character uh-huh. on top of that. Banjo-Kazooie. Right. Uh, okay. Joker. But just, so the past three characters now are sword characters. Sword no, fighters. not technically, because Minecraft is uh, Alex I and mean, Steve are not. But sword he, characters. but he came before those came before Sephiroth though. Right, but he said past three. Yeah, so these two. Oh, oh but this counts as one character. They count as one character. That's I guess why. that's true. Okay, no. so past two. You're right. All it's right, still just enough. weird picks though. Yeah. Like Min Min is not really that much of a famous character. Give us fucking Gino, damn it. Like I <laughs> look, I always thought, and maybe this is my look. I'm happy Sakurai can pick characters he likes. You know what? That's good. And ultimately, no matter what I say, that's a good thing. However, I always thought Smash was a clash of all-stars. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have some sort of legacy to get into Smash. Apparently not. Yep. You could just be anyone now. So, yeah. I don't know. That that character from, from Outbreak or whatever. What? I, I mean, Daymare. Oh. Just put him in there now. Fuck it. He I can mean, do it. Give me beautiful Joe. Anyway. I'm surprised, yeah. Uh, this is something that we'll I got still really won't get happy Jill. about. We still won't get Jill. Even I'm, with that. I, I got really happy about this. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Oh, yeah. One, two, and three That's all in cool. one pack. That's pretty cool. I'm here for that. I'm glad we have remasters of these games now in a digital format because that's really... like I, I hated HD releases for consoles only because then they were stuck to that console. With a digital release, you could potentially play it on right. other consoles right, 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 and right, keep right, right, it right. going for a bit. So that's good. Uh, there's a new Star Wars game that isn't made by EA. I know. 
but sadly, it's from the people that made Farmville. Yep. <laughs> Zynga? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a free-to-play. Oh, uh, one a more third thing. third-person shooter. About classic games, really quick. Um, you know about that Capcom arcade collection? Yeah, we talked about it. I don't know anything Yeah, about it. Um, someone brought up it runs on the RE engine, which is very interesting. Not to say, oh, my God, there's secret connections to Resident Evil. No, not that at all, because there is, like, a live-action segment where, like, you're looking at different cabinets, and I guess they just used the RE engine to render that 3D segment. Okay. And I just think that's interesting. I, we learned that little that's tidbit. That's cool. It's a good engine for them. That's their go-to for realism. So the, the, there's something that I'm really interested in. I want to see more gameplay of it, and I want to see who plays it. But yeah, Knockout City, it's a fucking dodgeball game. Oh, fun. That seems like such a good concept for a shooter. Well, not a shooter, but like a multiplayer okay. fighting game. Am I going crazy, or did Konami... Or maybe it was Capcom. Somebody had a dodgeball game on the SNES. On the no. SNES? Yeah. That might have been Konami. That happened a lot, though. Because that's a that's I a think it concept. was Konami. Fuck. Well, hold on. This Because there is a game that is this called, I think, Lethal League or Lethal Blaze. Oh, God. I wish I could remember. But Hideki Nakanuma, uh, Naganuma does the soundtrack for it. The guy that does Jet Set Radio. Yeah. And he does a game where it is essentially dodgeball, but it's like you smash attack the ball and you have to keep it. It's a whole other thing, so that's a fun thing. Uh, Play no, as a crocodile. No More Heroes 3? Vinny is super excited for that. I'm really happy for Suda51. Just keep wh – whoever's letting him make games, keep keep it going. Um, <laughs> well, he's been making games for a while, so. Really uh, little news, I guess, for you. Monster Hunter Rise got a huge story trailer and everything. Well, I mean, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter guy, but at the same time, like, I don't think the story has ever been anything anyone really cares about in these games, but that's um, cool. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is getting an expansion pass. Hmm. Of course, because so did the other Hyrule Warriors, so. Um, yeah, but what would I mean, you even add? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This was my first problem with There's it. There's a couple of games that I don't know, but maybe you do. Outer Wilds is coming to the Switch. Uh, Famicom... Oh, Detective I do. I have Club. played Outer Wilds. I have it on Stadia. How do you feel about Stadia now? Oh, God. Because uh, Google announced that they closed their proprietary uh, developer, the, I believe. Yeah, they, clo they closed their studio. Um, but Stadia is also now... I don't know. I feel like they're still trying to, like... Like, they're still, like, keeping it on life support. I don't know. Personally, conceptually, I like it. I like... I like the ability to play games like it makes games accessible, like PC games specifically accessible for people who would not be able to play them on their PC. Okay. Like you can play cyberpunk at near uh, max uh, quality as long as you just have a decent internet connection. Right. You get me? Now, that being said, games that have been out for years are still $60 on there. Mm. And they don't have nearly a big enough indie game collection to fill the gaps up in between. It has some great ones. I, I, I've mentioned on the show, I've played like super hot on there and all the steam world games are on there. Hmm. Uh, but once again, it's, it's, it, it has that problem. The library is too thin and too expensive. And that is, I feel what's killing the platform. Jim Sterling said it best, uh, when, during one of his gyms, uh, Jim, what was it? Jimquisition, right? Yeah, the Jimquisition. I, I wanted to make sure I said it right. 
uh, he said it's sixty dollars for a game you don't even own. Yeah, it's true. So I I don't know, man. It's uh... again on a principle. I like it, and again as someone who's used it, it runs great. I I don't even like my internet's not even all that great. I have like a one hundred and twenty gigabit speed mm-hmm. or <laughs> meg one hundred twenty megabit speed. And yeah, I've run into like very limited issues and that mostly has to do with my internet provider. Mm. The platform itself has run great on both my computer, on my Chromecast, on my phone, all of it. And I like how I can seamlessly switch between the two, the th- like between the platforms. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's just, I don't feel like the body is, is formed, but there's no, there, there's no heart, there's the the heart's not pumping blood into it. Like there's nothing. It's not getting the support you want, which kind of factors into our show topic, Uh which you could bring up as well. Yeah. Which one we'll get to that. But yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's that. That's it. I got one last bit of news. Yeah. To end it all out. Go for it. So I had an announcement on my Twitter. Be sure to check it out. Um, I decided what the next game I'm going to stream is, and I'm putting it in the news section. Instead of my recents. Fuck it. So I get it. I'm still supposed to play Final Fantasy VII. Uh-huh. But since it's February, halfway through February, and I don't have as much time to devote to a longer action JRPG, uh-huh. while not traditional, still going to take as much time with the amount of filler it has, uh-huh. I decided I'm going to play Rule of Rose for February. I, I've i never heard of the fucking So game. that is, I, I like hearing that reaction because it gives me a chance to show people what it is. Um, really quick, Rule of Rose uh, came out during the PS2 era. It's one of those like cult classic survival horror games. One of the last of the the like passion projects for the PS2. That like before AAA companies started really going in there and getting right. the formulas. So it's got all sorts of weird shit. Um, the gameplay is abysmal. Like <laughs> it is fucking horrendous to the point where it Great. is scaring me to He'd like rather even play it. that. He'd rather uh-huh. play that. But the thing is, is I've been dying to play this game for the longest time. Like, you don't understand. Even from the PS2 era when I was getting into Silent Hills and whatnot, like, I would hear about Rule of Rose. I would watch some of the, the intro and some of the images, and it is gorgeous. It's like w- one of those PS2 games where, like, the graphics are leagues ahead of their time, and the story is very interesting. Um, really, I can't go too much into it, but really, it's a girl returning to an orphanage that she grew up in. Creepy things happen when she finds little girls there that have their own height. Do you need a camera? No. You so actually... no Fatal Frame. So here's the problem with the game, though. Fatal it's just... Frame's great. Fatal Frame is great. Yeah, I like Fatal is. Frame I a lot. I was just trying to reference it. There is a slow walk speed, but it is a good game. I And I'm not a per. I specifically mm-hmm. don't like games where you can't fight back. Right. Like, I'm not a fan of that, but still, Fatal Frame was dope. You do fight in Fatal Frame, though, with the camera. You have to get close, take a picture. It's a whole battle mechanic. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's not like you're running away the whole time. And, yeah. and it doesn't have the same oomph as a fucking no, back to the head short. of a zombie. You get a fucking zero shot, then you'll get an oomph. You know what game I'm thinking about? What's that? Uh... Outlast. No, but Outlast is another one. But no, I like Outlast. No, it's a Japanese game where you have a panic meter. Clock Tower. Yes, thank you. It could have either been Clock Tower no, or was, Haunting Ground. Clock Tower, they Clock Tower pissed me off. Like, but this up. game in particular, you can fight the enemies. Cool. It's horrible, right. but you can. Your weapons are a fork. Uh, I think you eventually get like a pipe, and that's really it. There's not a lot of good weapons in this game. A fucking fork? You're what most... are we, Metal Gear Solid 3 now? Pretty much, but you don't even heal from it. 
Uh, <laughs> from yeah, but uh, no. The, your major thing here is you get a dog named Brown. And he's basically your guide to the entire game and mainly your defense. So okay. it's got some combat. Is it a third person? It's a third person game. It plays a lot like Silent Hill in terms of maneuvering around. But you have a dog from Haunting Ground, essentially. Um, just really quick, oh. just to end this off, I'm gonna describe. I'm gonna. This is the description I had when I was researching the game. Rule of Rose is notorious for having some strong difficulty spikes, made even harder if the player neglects finding health items. Uh, the game lacks a difficulty setting that if a player uses up all their health items during a certain chapter, it may become impossible to continue the game without restarting from the beginning. The worst. Then I was like, holy shit, that sounds brutal. Then I read, the combat has odd hit detection where Jennifer can attack an enemy and it deals no damage. The enemies also have an animation cycle where they are inexplicably, inexplicably invincible. Inexplicably? Inexplicably, yeah. inexplicably <laughs> yes, sorry. Invincible, leading players to constantly hit enemies in hopes that their attacks will connect. Oh. So, like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, is it worth it? Is the art worth it? Yes. Yes, it is. You say that you're going in this stream bare. Yeah. Right? You've never played this before. Never played it before. But you're saying already it's worth the art. I've seen some the soundtrack alone. There, guys, you're such an aesthetic. This guy. soundtrack has no percussions, and it's cool. amazing. Sorry, Rule of Rose has got a lot of artistic. So stuff. I just remembered another recent. Oh God, sorry, but that also makes me want to add an addendum to last week's episode. Oh, for fuck's sakes! So I couldn't sleep the other night. Oh, just I see where this is going. Relax. <laughs> Due to Valentine's Day related stress, drowning in dreams. If you get so, my drift, I I. I binge watched all three Night at the Museum movies. Amy Adams? Oh, Amy Wilson. Adams is Amelia Earhart, bro. Yeah. Bro. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bro. Her talking with that like transatlantic like slang and the tights oh, and the jacket. DSA, boy, what Jimmy Jack. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That that whole thing. Yeah, I was here for it. And I like those movies. See, you're lost in her eyes as she was lost in the ocean. Sure. <laughs> You horrible person, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I think those movies are fun. That's fine. Alrighty, but for the kids' movies, they are they're great. I know no one was saying Night at the Museum was bad except the, the second one. The only thing um, that like made me fucking guffaw laughing, like everything else was a chuckle, was the fucking Darth Vader scene. Oh There's yeah, there's so much going what, on. What here. are you doing? What what is this? What what are you doing? Are There's you a so robot? much. You're what's going on? Yeah, I think the only you're funny asthmatic. Is... You're a robot. Uh -huh, that's <laughs> the only funny scene for me was the tire, and that's all I gotta say. The prolific. What's that actor's name again? Uh, that's the Hank Azaria. The Hank Azaria, thank you. The Blue Raja. Right. No, the tire scene. Yes. They try uh, pricking a tire, and they're like, ah, uh -huh. and then it just zooms out. Three of the like cowboys fly away. Yeah, yeah. Good thing. Anyway, so uh, that's all the news I think we got, which is actually pretty stacked. When we return, we'll be back with our question of the week, which is, does a bad launch mean a bad game? More at eleven. <laughs> but first, sports. Sports, 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 sports. Hey, hey, this is Cody from the Robots Don't Age podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we have just put out and created our newest game title. How do we wish to show this to our audience? How do we how do we want to get them excited? What should we show? We're gonna show it. We're gonna make a trailer. Right, trailers. Uh, yes. The kids love trailers. Right. Yes. Right. Okay, and the trailer is gonna show a bunch of stuff. Right. No gameplay. No gameplay. Well, of course not. Why would we show the gameplay? But all of that stuff, uh huh. none of it will be in the game. 
Oh my God, Stacy, get this man a latte. Hold on. <laughs> Hold, wait, wait. And just to piggyback off it, we're gonna say there's no microtransactions. We're oh, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna patch them in later. That's <gasps> right. Oh my God, I think I just came. I can't handle all the creativity in this room. This is just out of bounds. I can't even, please tell me someone here brought a loot box. And no customer support. Customer support is for closers. That's right. Yeah. And if they don't even order a season pass, are they even our fans? That's right. Come on, welcome to the show. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about bad launches if you could understand where the fuck we were going with that. Um, but yeah, no, so there have been a lot of games, especially recently. fucking like Gary Glenn Ross reference got <laughs> yes, me, right. bro. My God. That's such a good movie and it got me. <laughs> I didn't get it. I missed it. I know you didn't. Sorry. Sorry about that, babe. Um, but yeah, no, so the, actually recently it's been a little bit like it's been going on forever. Bad launches. There's always a thing in gaming and it can happen no matter what. But there is such a thing as bad launch and then not doing anything and we're gonna go ahead and talk about if a bad launch really like, means a doomed game we and we also need to talk about like this is not the same thing as just a bad game right right because you can put out a bad game but when we say a bad launch like something has to be bringing attention to how colossally like right. you have to have dropped the ball enough that it goes beyond just bad reviews. Right, like some like, sort of common sense yeah. that you'd be like, wait, everything else does this, right. why did you not? Kind of. Yeah. Should, you know? should we give some ideas of an example maybe? Yes, of course, so allow me to <laughs> flip up my list. Ooh, ooh, sorry, one second. Um, okay, so starting us He's out. He's been wanting to do that for years. I've, I've done it like three times on the show already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, just starting us out, um, I feel like this will be a really easy one for um, Dr. Rude to sort of get behind here. Start out, start out easy, No Man's Sky. Right. Right. I feel like this is, this is an interesting one to start on too because yes, No Man's Sky. I feel like in recent history mm -hmm. was one of the first was one of the first games to really do to really have that like mass media attention on how bad this game was at launch. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a great example of what I think is a, is very often the problem with a lot of these games. The publisher. At, and that's the difference between your publisher and your developer. This is going to be a reoccurring theme uh -huh. with a lot of these. Because the publisher for this was Sony. Uh-huh. Sony Interactive Entertainment was the, was the publisher for this. The team behind this was Hello Games, whose main game before this was Jetpack Joyride. And Joy and Joe Danger. And Joe. Oh, sorry, Joe, Joy Danger. Joe, Joe Danger. Yeah. Hey, Joey Danger over yeah. here. And meanwhile, here they are being thrust into a AAA title. So it's pretty intense. Let's talk about where they went wrong. And they were like fifteen people in the fucking studio. I'm side. of the argument that the game, because I was not approving of anything that was going on. Like I okay. was like, this is destined to be a, a failure. Sure. I would love to see them add support, but I don't think they will. And this is where you came in after when I already started ignoring it to where you're like, no, there is something here. But first, yes, what did they do wrong? Well, okay, so I want to state for the record that I've never disliked the game. Right. I've been consistently, don't even know why I put it down and pick it back up Unlike times. me, yes. But yeah, <laughs> I never disliked the game. That being said, I understand what happened. Mm -hmm. So, they... The, the, the the big part the the big thing that shot them in the foot with all this was everything marketing related mm -hmm. their marketing shot them in the foot why because sony had certain demands from this game and hello games couldn't meet those demands mm -hmm. they just couldn't 
They didn't have the time. But this is the thing where it comes in. Oh, that's fine of its own right. because you can't expect them at right. a certain, you know. But they didn't have the time. But Sony said, I don't care. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. And this that, is big, bad Sony. Yeah, exactly. With a little fucking shit-ass studio. Exactly. So what happens? Game launches. Compared to the trailer, it's bare bones. But hold on. I got to rescind a little bit of that because it's not just the trailers that gave us a bad you're impression. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because it's, we had development staff yes. promising features that were not there. Can, may I answer now? Yes, of course. I mean, Go ahead. Sean was put in an uncomfortable place. Absolutely. I, and I don't doubt that. Of course not. Absolutely. Still made false promises. Yeah, yeah, like, no, But I mean, he was fair, pressured though, to. Of a, course. Lot of, a lot of what people claimed were false <clears throat> promises weren't. There were a lot of things that people were complaining about that were in the game. They just weren't that cool. And people, as a result, complained about it. Mm. Uh, that being said, where, where Hello Games went, did it the right way was, A, they went radio silent. Mm-hmm. As soon as the game came out, oh, well, that's something else that shot them in the foot before the game even launched is the game leaked. Oh, it leaked? There was a, I didn't know about that. There was I forget what it was. Someone Oh, no, 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 it wasn't leaked. No, but did it already it, it, exist? It was the journalists. A... It was the uh, the early uh, the the the, the early journalism reviews? copies, the early review copies. Wasn't it like an early development game as well? What? No. Like one of those like not Steam, but something no, 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 like no, no, that. No. no, no, no. It was it was the journalism copies. Okay. That one with before the game ever released, one of the journalists got all the way to the end game of No Man's Sky and I guess they really weren't expecting that to happen because that was the original end game for No Man's Sky is an absolute disaster. It's awful. I still think the actual ending as it is now is kind of weird, but it is what it I, is. I thought they changed the ending, didn't they? They did. Well, now there's... Well, that's spoilery. But yeah, so they went radio silent uh -huh. because what the fuck can you say? It's actually kind of smart to not bury your hole any further as well. Exactly. Which is another thing that shows up here exactly. quite often on another one's. And now, where are we? What is it? Seven, six years? No. How many years later is it? Uh, four years later? Mm -hmm. Four or five years later. Four, now, where are we four years later? The game has gotten more free updates than I've ever seen a game get. Mm -hmm. Multiplayer included. Multi and it did, they delivered on free multiplayer, like they promised. Basically, they delivered on everything they, were in, they, they, they ever gave us, they ever showed us, and much more. We just got an update, by the way, where you get pets and you can get mounts and you can hatch eggs and you can trade but eggs. This is a big it's example. It's Pokemon and No Man's Sky, but I'm here for it. But this uh, is a great example of adding support post game. Correct. Not only like that, the launch it now released on Xbox. <clears throat> as well. on Xbox. The launch was bad, but you were able to add more to it after the fact right. to sort of make up for this kind of misstep in the yeah. beginning. I made an analogy with Adrian a long time ago when we were first talking about Fallout 76. Yes. Where. Failing at a launch, like how Fallout 76 did, I guess uh -huh. we'll just talk about that and move on to that. Um, like, you fail at a launch, it's like you shat your pants. It's like you literally just shat your pants with the shit everywhere. You can go back and change pants and then walk into the same room and be like, hey guys, I changed my pants, but people still know you you shit your pants. <laughs> like, there's no, you can't erase the memory that people had that experience right. of you shitting your pants. So it's all about from that point forward, trying to sort of go, hey, let me get your mind of, off of how I shit my pants by doing these other things. And this like will help you kind of get more used to the person. Hey, you know, maybe everyone shits their pants in a little while. I don't agree with that, but you know what I mean? Like. 
there is sitting there in your shit and then doing something to make up for your. Yep. I guess you now know. this is where we take over on seventy six. Right. right. That's that's kind of natural segue. Um, I think honestly, since James and I, we were there beta beta yeah we were at the break it which was is over here yeah break it early whatever yeah. the fuck they called it mm. but we spent hours on the fucking oh, game yeah. um i i'm currently mm. they have a an hour counter and i'm 300 hours in so if anybody can why. tell you about what this game has and doesn't have it's most likely going to be me and James. James has about 200-something hours. Yes. On the flip side, it, uh, soid. Soid. On the flip side, it is kind of still, like, if you have played for that long, it is kind of more uh, Stockholm likely Syndrome. that you have developed Stockholm Syndrome and are playing it because of this No, now. because you know? I don't think I'll ever acknowledge that it's a good game. But okay. what it is now is vastly different than what it was before, it's and it is better. now, yes. now, a Fallout game. Sure. It is now well, more look, of a Fallout game than Pray Tell uh, Fallout 4 is. Ooh, I don't know about all that. Because the dialogue is vastly different and more improved than Fallout 4. In 76, you actually have dialogue trees, and you actually have to use skills now to the yeah. charisma check, intelligence I, check. But I got to say, that's a big flex. Like, for a patch, not a patch, but like, hey, we added... NPCs to a game yeah. like that's a, it's more than just adding pets to you know No Man's Sky or something. These are major changes. Sure. They, like that they well, had to no do. No Man's Sky did that also. Though. James, well, but James wasn't well, wasn't that the idea of seventy six? Were right. we were the story? We yeah. were the NPCs. That's why you had in in the first year of the game, you had so many people kind of like making their own little area on the public server. You had people that devoted themselves. To becoming merchants in the game, but it's not like you Rust, you know, where it's kind of fair in that regard. You were able to pay for upgrades in a way, and then just kind of have the nuclear launch codes to blow up everything. What like, are you talking about? In terms of like, for example, Rust is another game where they do something like that, where it's like they they start everyone out on a map. You are your own, you know, person. There are no NPCs. You guys have to build the world essentially. Right. Like you play your roles or whatever. And I feel like there are a lot of different gameplay mechanics that they added to New Vegas, or not New Vegas, to 76, that, that like kind of mess with that even playing field for everyone that Rust has. Because from what I understand in 76, you can pay for advancement. No. No? No. No, that's the problem I have with Vinny. He's dead ass wrong. There is zero pay to win. Yeah. What you do have, however, you can pay is to have a way to repair your weapon. Aren't there cards? A whole card system? That's you perks. Have to... Yeah, but I you mean don't that's pay, every you don't pay fucking for RPG. There's, but don't you have to pay for the packs or no. something? Because it's like a pack of you cards. You earn them. No, you get them every five levels. Okay, fine. I mean that's fine okay. too. Technically speaking, now technically speaking, so they have seasons now, like, uh -huh. and those seasons have advancement. You can technically pay. To advance to the next stage of the season. But it's all cosmetics. Well, you get perk cards there also. Sure. But again, it's like two perk cards to packs in the entire season. And that's not going to break your... That's not going to win you a game. Sure. And not only that, you have pacifist mode where nothing will damage you. Was yeah. that nothing always there, a, pacifist yes. mode? Yeah, from the beginning. Okay, because one of the, beginning. Just most people one of the biggest complaints that I was hearing is that like a couple people would gather together, share nuke codes, and then ruin it for everybody. Right. Just spawn a whole bunch of high-level monsters that people can't fucking fight. Right. 
then don't go into that area. But it's a specific area that no, you don't go to. Can't you choose where the nuke lands? Yeah. yeah, but it never goes to the beginner level of the area. It's blocked off. But if you ever you can leave. only go to the area that's this specific point, and you have ten minutes or five minutes to fast travel out of where the nuke is going to land. Well, okay, these are some things that I don't now, know. They, what they, have ch been they changed. changed a lot of things too. Yeah. Like the, in the so basically, first off, they added a whole combat version of seventy six. Nuclear Winter is a whole separate like part of the game you can play. And it's a shitty battle royale. Yeah, it's a battle rem royale, basically. remember, guys, only what I know, I know is I know. the initial like scandals. So, so. Since then, they turned off uh, player damage to structures. Okay. So meaning I can't destroy someone else's camp anymore. Okay. That's not possible. Uh, they, you know, you, you still have the pacifism mode. So like PvP in the regular game is all but gone, pretty much. Like it's pretty much not there anymore. It kind of takes away a large feature, too. You have to specifically log into a radio that says Hunter Hunted. Yeah. That's for PvP to show that people, oh, I want to play v PvP. Yeah. I want to kill somebody. Uh -huh. yeah. Other than that, you don't get it. Okay. So we just gave two examples of games. Let's talk about what their big difference was. The publisher-developer uh, relationship. Oh. I mean, also at the same time, like the publisher for Fallout was making a bunch of promises in terms of like gifts and stuff, and they sure. weren't able to supply those gifts as well. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. So I mean, that's different from like it was pressuring. just a bag. It's not that big of a deal. Well, and the helmets for for four and the Nuka Cola right. rum. Oh well, yeah, but that wasn't even their fault. There's just a lot of weird yes, shit that they keep pulling on. So, them, so, but let's talk about the difference here. Right. And that's that. First off, it's that. The, the, the relationship between the publisher and the developer is vastly different. Why? Because everything's in-house in the case of Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Zenimax Media that yeah, owns Zenimax it. Yeah, Zenimax Media is publishing and developing. Right. So uh, they, no one else could blame for them not releasing a exactly. full product on release. There was no one to blame but themselves. Oh, wow. another thing we forgot, the PC launch... They had to do their own launcher, yep. and a lot of people had problems with that because they didn't even release the it on PC Steam. The PC launch was specifically uh, fucking disastrous. Interesting. Yeah. I, I've only seen like launchers, like custom launchers for indie titles yeah. and stuff. It's that's really weird. Yeah, okay. Bethesda wanted to do their own fucking thing, like yeah. you play or whatever. All right. Um, but so yeah, you have that the relationship between uh, and it's exactly that is that, and also how they handled, like everything afterwards. Mm. Whereas Hello Games went radio silent, put their fucking heads to the you know back to the fucking and drawing board content and made yeah. content. We knew that they that that we know because they've released content that Bethesda was had a roadmap, but they were also like almost defensive. Yeah, like we'll give you five dollars so. for this. We're, we're gonna oh, give you yeah. want this feature, but no, we're gonna be passive aggressive and suggest you didn't need that feature. And it's yeah. like. No, obviously the fans are asking for something. Yeah. And then, I don't know, but here's my question. Yes. Though. Was Wastelanders a DLC planned before the release? So, Was it a plan to add the NPCs or no? So, no. See that. Yeah. Wastelanders, I believe Wastelanders was a planned NP was a planned uh Oh, everything else in the Wastelanders DLC. But once the backlash about NPC cuz you can see for, there's evidence in game that this is the case. Once ba once the backlash of the lack of NPCs came about, they reworked Wastelanders. That's what I thought. To yeah. become the NPC DLC. 
to be the NPC yeah. expansion. Right, which is a smart idea because Agreed. they finally went, yeah. fuck it, we it gotta add this. It fixed one of the biggest complaints that people had about the game was this is a fucking empty-ass game. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone wants to be an NPC like to each other. Like, your one NPC that you interact with is like a robot in a fucking radio tower. Or a Graham the Super Mutant vendor. Right. But that's it. And he's just a shop. He doesn't even give you a, any fucking All you quest. do is just go and talk to people. Uh, I mean, talk to robots and listen to audio tapes yeah. of people. But now you actually have people you talk to. You don't I don't think you necessarily can kill all of them. I mean, you could try. So wait, wait. Let's move. Okay. No, it, it has immortal NPCs. Th this is getting really technical and specific yeah. to follow. But th these are two examples of where uh, there was a, a bad launch. Yep. They went after the fact and created more content to help ease the launch. Right. The whole metaphor about shitting your pants and trying to make up. Sure. Them. Now I'm gonna bring up a game. That shot his pants, or shot their pants, oh, wait, I guess. Really quick, just oh, before okay, you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just because. So we already know how to fix No Man's Sky, because they did it. No Man's Sky fixed itself. What should Bethesda have done with 76? What should they have done better? Do you not think they fixed? Because Adrian seems to believe they did fix themselves. I don't I, know what else you can do. That's it. We tried. I think my big point, and I, I just talked about it, is no. I think they just should have handled the post-launch backlash better. Well, that's but the oh, thing well. is, yeah, that's obvious. That's I thought you meant like, what can I do for no, now? Not going forward. Now. I mean, if I was in Bethesda's shoes, what, how would I have handled the, the failure? And I think that's such an important part. Mm -hmm. Is realizing that you can't be combative to your game to your fan base, right? Like that's right. not. I don't understand how anyone. Thinks I agree with win. you there. No, yeah. No, I, that I'm sorry. I thought yeah. I I misunderstood the no, question because I thought what could they do better now? No, because that for me is part of the reason why I think I'm like I'm a little less enthusiastic about the game now as you are, is because I can't get over like the feeling that that game gives right. me. Right. Uh huh. And I'm stuck. And that not only that, obviously just stuck with me. Bethesda itself. Bethesda itself. Yeah. Bethesda itself is overall kind of shitty. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's obvious. If you have a shitty communication, that's definitely a factor. We'll stomp yeah. that down as yeah. a terrible factor. If you can't communicate with your fans and something's wrong. And if you don't listen to them, yep. that's already the first step. You've yep. already fucked up because you can't even acknowledge there's a problem Correct. in the first place. So, speaking Bone of, King, speaking you've got of, some more examples for us. Indeed. So I want to bring up a little game called Mighty Number no. 9. Oof. Oh, so, you want to talk about a doomed launch. So let's see. Here's let's talk about why so it was doomed. What exactly. What was Mighty Number no. Nine supposed to be, George? So Mighty Number no. Nine was originally supposed to be the successor for Mega Man. Yep. Um, you know, Mega Man hasn't had a very, well, recently he's Illustrious. been a lot better Actually, now, yeah. recently, but it's been a while before yep. we got here, but like he was getting shot on left and right. And so the original creator of Mega Man said, fuck it. I'm going to make my Kenji own Kenji Inafune. Inafune. So, um, he goes ahead and says, I'm going to make money number nine. People are a hundred percent behind it. They're like, yep. this is a great idea. We want Kickstarter, Mega Man. right? Yeah. And it raised like $3 million, even probably way more. It was doing so well. So well, in fact... That Mr. Inafune decided, hey, why don't I go ahead and tease some other projects while I'm at it? So then we got, you know, Mighty Number no. 9, the TV show, which was like an animated like teaser. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. But we kind of just want the game. Can we focus yeah. on that? Well, hold on. Before we do that, let's talk about Red Ash. 
my my Mega Man Legend spiritual successor. And since we're talking about spiritual successing, and it, there was another Kickstarter campaign for that, yep. and it's like Inafune, dude, what are you doing? Like you have too many pots boiling. We just need this one. Can we talk about not only too many pots, but too many ports? It was literally on every console. Yeah. To be fair, like, okay. That's their fault for making that promise on the Kickstarter, but that was what they said on the Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. Right, but why the fuck is it on the Vita, the DS, the 3DS? Then you had it on the Wii U, then you had it on the PS3, Xbox 360. Obviously, they have a problem with biting off more than they can chew Uh because they want to do multiple projects, like let alone different ports. No, that's just just Kenji Inafune. That's Inafune, all hands down. And look, it's. uh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. No, it's cool, it's cool, no. But let's talk about this dude. He's the one who Americanized or Westernized Capcom during yeah. during the 360 era. It's because of him we got Lost Planet. We got like big big actiony Resident Evil. We got all of these things where it was just really Westernized. And Inafune has a lot of problems. Absolutely. Yeah, and he always bites off more than he could chew. It's always happened at Capcom. And then when you give him his own studio, and then you give everybody threw money at this guy. Like, he doubled what the Kickstarter was asking for, and it still wasn't enough, yeah, and he was doing he comes so much. In, he comes in and says, hey, Concept I know you, y'all, are, studio, y'all are coming in and giving me a shit ton of money, and it's much appreciated. We're way over our, our amount that we needed, but I'm still going to need extra funding from Tencent. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, what's going on there? Because yep. he wants to fund all these projects. So all this is pre-launch, by the way. So when the game finally comes out... Uh-huh. It's kind of broken in a lot of areas. It's bad. It has a lot of bad things that the fans didn't like. So, yeah. as someone who was who liked No Man's Sky from the beginning, uh-huh. one of the things that pissed me off more than anything mm-hmm. is you kept hearing people say, this is the worst game that's ever come out, literally months after Mighty Number no. 9. Ah. Uh. And I'm like, no, man. Mighty Number no. Nine was so much of a bigger disappointment. It's a whole different genre, though. I agree. Like, it's really hard to compare. But in terms of disappointments, no, I don't di- know. Because honestly, Mighty Number no. Nine. Has you to could be a argue Duke Nukem Forever was a way worse disappointment. That too. Yeah, that absolutely. was an 18-year game in development. I have a yep. feeling Duke four Nukem, or five different studios. There was nothing Duke Nukem could have done. It was too long for it to get to the game, and like, unless it was like a commentary about the Duke Nukem formula and sort of like a postmodern kind of way of looking at it, they, they, no, it wouldn't work. It just was another Duke Nukem game and it didn't work because it's 17 years too late. No, I look, I agree with you, but yeah. talking about a disappointment, yeah. that's one of them. For man. sure. But, but we, we first got teased about Duke Nukem Forever, I think way back at the end, at the start of the PS2. Well, we got teased the, like three different builds of it. And it yes. Kept going. But I'm saying like in terms of disappointment comparative to No Man's Sky, I think Duke Nukem is by yeah, far, I I think if arguably, you have an IP, the worst game of all time. If you sure. have an IP that you thought was this was a spiritual successor to and it isn't, I think that's automatically a greater disappointment because yeah. you were thinking this would bring something to life Absolutely. and it didn't. So just to go into more detail about how Mighty Number no. 9 failed, not just the game itself, because we were talking about the gameplay is bad. That's its own thing. You can fix that as sure. we've talked with other games on the show just now. Or not just that. That also just makes it a bad game, which isn't necessarily right, a bad Right, which launch. is not what we're talking about. Exactly. But what we are talking about the launch so as the game was coming out they were very defensive about the game and said like this is what it is i think i i think it might have been mistranslated but there was something along the lines of like at least it's out 
kind of thing. And what? People, yeah, and people were not liking that sentiment. Like, I understand. Like, it's stressful. And you're just like, at least it's over. And then someone takes that and then makes a, you know, mistranslation. I know this is not that game. But you know what it reminds me of? And it's such a perfect moment of why would you say that? Is do you guys not have phones? Oh, yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's like, why would you say that? You're just instigating Is a conversation. A poorly timed, out of season April Fool's joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah. So, Mighty Number no. 9, for me personally, was a huge disappointment. So, how to fix it? Uh, how? So, how would we have handled it? Is right. more accurate. Because I don't, there is no fixing it now. Well, how would you handle the reception to turn it back into something, a positive reception, like how No Man's Sky or Fallout 76 did? So, kind so of. we're talking about, <laughs> so the launch happens. Uh-huh. So everything that happened before Has the launch happen, stays. yes. Okay. A, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Yes. You let your fans vent. You're, they, they perfectly proved that... Uh, well, I don't know. Okay. It's good to not dig the hole any deeper, but if you can somewhat soften it, I don't see anything wrong with that either. I don't, I think in the beginning you need to just not cuz anything you say, you have nothing to back up to back yourself up. Okay. You have no goodwill to show at that point. Uh, I see okay. that's why I like cuz no man it's not like no man's sky stayed silent. Hello Games eventually came out. Right. But they're like we are sorry, which I think is important to acknowledge your mistake. Mhm. And look here is the content that we are almost done working on. Right. That is going to address a lot of these issues. And it's coming soon. Did Mighty Number no. 9 ever get DLC? No. See, that's the thing. They they did have a DLC that you had to pre-order for, which was yeah. their Zero archetype that came right. in. And you get a Minecraft skin, Ooh. which is the other thing. But yeah, no, I would really think if they were to, well, obviously touch up the levels, that's a big major feature yep. there. Maybe fix some of the artistic so it doesn't look so gummy and cartoony. Uh-huh. But those are just nitpicks mainly the biggest thing is maybe adding more of content to sort of off balance the bad actual base game I, honestly i feel like there isn't much you can do to add though you know so again if we're just talking about post-launch it's exactly that it's don't be aggressive to your play, biggest player thing, base yes. uh and then like acknowledge your fucking mistakes and resolve them now here's my question uh-huh did he have the capital to even do that? I would imagine whoever developed the game could go in and make a patch, even if it's not Inafune himself. I feel like they took such... that That's the problem that with situations is problem. like this, is that sometimes you take such a big hit that you have to just drop it like it's hot. Mm, and wow. fucking... Yeah. 2000s. And I know. Mm. Uh, and, and like, you just have to drop it because you simply didn't... Like, you were counting on that on that game to make money, and you didn't. You know happens. how to turn positive reception? Mighty number no. nine two. It's it's the only way because you can't really modify I the agree. base game. It's not like you can add something in that. So it's really funny. Something that's not on our list, but uh -huh. I think we should talk about is sure. Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh God, Doom launch! Holy shit! It, it was a it was launch so bad. Do you know bad. about Final Fantasy fourteen? No, actually, I was going to bring up Anthem. It was a ahead. launch so bad they had to nuke the world and call the new one a Realm Reborn. Yeah. Like, you don't understand, Adrian, they basically released two games called Final Fantasy XIV. They did? Basically. Because the first one was so bad, and they even worked it into the lore how bad it was yeah. and how it needed to be destroyed. <laughs> it's it's a whole other level of really supporting, yeah. I think. Just, well, I don't want to go <laughs> too deep. But it's still in... being played today. Yeah, yeah, the well, new the, one's the, good. The new version is great. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's not like, like, No Man's Sky is still very clearly No Man's Sky. Right. Like... It's all that just and then some. 
No, like the new Final Fantasy 14 ate the old one, shit it out, and buried it somewhere, and that's nowhere to be seen anymore. And it's canon. Yeah. Like on top of that. Yeah, yeah. The destruction of who it used to be is canon, which uh-huh. is great. But yeah, so I think that's one way to do it too. It's just it's start just, over. No, start this thing over. You know yeah, but what? You, but that's, that's because you have a company like Squeenix. Uh-huh. Who has the capital to spend millions to go, of dollars no, on? Shake the etch a sketch and go and go in again. Right, and have the billions and it of worked dollars out for them. and having the billions of dollars to create a hair follicle. <laughs> it's very important money spending because they their CGs are just yeah. out of this world. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's an idea for Mighty Number no. Nine. Just Mighty Number no. Nine powered up, yeah. like they did for Mega Man. Exactly, you just rode with that, you know. Not even a bad idea. Take take your assets because I don't. I I I actually like the art direction. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I actually like the art direction just fine. It really doesn't bother me. Take your assets, rework your code, get a better fucking uh, music composer. Yes. And like just, just make have, a new game. Have man. a better sound mixer in yeah, general because the game sound is just a mess. Yeah, overall. that definitely would have been the best thing. Yeah. But again, you come down to that problem: is small developer versus big developer. Who's backing that? Who? Where did they get that money from? Because they, they in, had money, like in, they had it, but they were putting it in a whole bunch right. of other things, and it's like, why? Because in Hello Games' case, mm-hmm. I, this is my main point of reference because mm-hmm. it's one of the best redemption stories recently. Anyway, okay. it is. Yeah, in Hello Games' case, Sony was on board with them with the redemption uh, plan. Right. So Sony helped a lot in this in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that helps because Hello, if it would have been just all up to Hello Games, I they, I think they would have gone under. Sure, sure, it does help to have backing in that yeah. regard. I just I feel like there was enough people who backed Mighty Number no. Nine. It was one of the most popular right. Kickstarters that they could have been feasible to do something like Until this. Until Shenmue Three, yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, I think my main point in this though oh. is that. It's not all on the developers. Right. We need to hold the the, the publishers, publishers equally accountable. And they need to step up when it comes time to fucking pick up the shit. Well, more often than not, when a franchise dies, it's because of the publisher. Yep, exactly. EA, Konami. Actually, I wanted to bring up EA. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh-huh. Like. If you want to talk about fucking DOA dead on arrival, and that shit pissed everyone off. Yep. And then they stopped everything. Yep. They were also combative. They, they were, were very, but that's EA. Bro, but yeah. they, they patched it in afterwards. They don't give a fuck, right? What do you mean? For Star Wars, there is still a whole fucking, not maybe the same loot box system, but there is sort of still a There's just no money for it. There's no money for it. Like, you earn it in-game now. Yeah. I, I, but this is how they do it all the time. It's like extravagant numbers that you have to reach in order to fucking do anything in these games. Again... But this is EA, and they're one of the people right. with the most doomed launches, I would argue, and the most failures. Yeah, Anthem was fucking loaded over. Everybody was hyped for it. Bioware. Bioware's name was drugged through uh-huh. the mud because it was attached to that. Yep. It was forced to do something it never wanted to do in the first place. I think, but I think that's another just... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, just on the topic of Bioware, let's talk about Mass Effect. Right, so Andromeda, <laughs> which is the major one we want to bring up. So here. this is a, a a slightly different example, but where it's you're follow you're coming in on the heels of arguably your one of your two most popular series, right? Because it's Knights of the Old Republic and Mass Effect. Mm. Oh well, they also do Dragon Age, don't they? Yeah, but yeah. nowhere in hell do they compare. 
Because if you look at Mass Effect sales, they just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but th- gameplay they, wise, they feature a lot of similar elements in yeah, terms yeah, of storytelling. Sure. And right, like, but I mean, decisions. like in terms of big IPs, right. it's Mass well, Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect wins. Yes, yes. So then you you come in on the heels, and then like you don't bring in anyone from the original team to work mm-hmm. on it. You literally just botch production the whole way through, cut corners throughout the entire development. This is a perfect example of someone shooting themselves in the foot and then asking who the fuck is shooting. Right, right. Like it's so it it made like the and entire, shitting themselves well, to go and with shitting James. themselves to go with George. Didn't analogy. they go back and fix some of the? Ah, visual someone elements? put shit in my pants. Is <laughs> yeah, who did what this? they said? But they did. They had a graphical update, so they did some patching in some yes, way. Yes, but that's just it. Like mm. the graphics, like weren't the only problem with that game. Right. And again, this comes back down to the developer not understanding what made their game so good. That's the case of the developer this is not the developer. knowing. Yes, not necessarily the publisher this time. Well, but, in this, but it wasn't Bioware, was it? It is Bioware. And like, but again, it's that problem. It's that you obviously don't listen to your fan base. Mm-hmm. Because if you had, if you had any remote idea of what your fan base liked, Andromeda would have never happened. I feel like we would have gotten a Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, but not this Andromeda. But not this Andromeda. It's right. Bioware just thought, oh no, we clearly know what's best and made a game nobody wanted. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Do you feel, because you guys play Mass Effect way more than I have, do you feel the oh, mea culpa of Andromeda is the remastered three pack for the trilogy? Where they're just redoing the assets and updating it to like such a degree that it'll be on the PS5 and the new Xbox. So I what what okay, is so, that a mea culpa? Wh- what do you mean by that? Like I I'm sorry. Have this. Like this is them making we, up for the shit in their pants, kind of. We, for Andromeda, like for Andromeda, I mean, it's yeah. the first three games. So we know that there's another Mass Effect game planned. Okay. So that's why we're getting the remaster. Oh, okay. The, so what it God, is? I hope it's not Shepard again. I, I I'm pretty. I'm like ninety percent sure that it's not. Okay. Uh, like, just based on very like loose rumors, but still, the rumors are all leaning towards something I said similar, mm-hmm. where it's going to be way after the calamity. Okay. Way, way after. And like at this point, like what happened with the Normandy and Shepard is like legend. Okay, I thought that's kind of where Andromeda kind of went. So, through. what the trilogy is, the remaster, it's mouthwash, my guy. Oh, it's not even a mea culpa. It's no, it's they want they want people to forget about they want the last thing before the new game to be the trilogy, not Andromeda. That's a good. So way people are coming hot off of the trilogy remaster as opposed to Andromeda when they go into the new game. Guys, I can't talk about this anymore. My face is tired. <laughs> Just okay. Hopefully, I'm glad you guys got that reference because that would have been weird if no one did. But uh, yeah, no. So one other thing. Let's move on to the yeah. next one. Um, we mentioned Mighty Number no. Nine before. I just yes. want to mention it'll be a lot quicker yeah, yeah. because this one's a lot easier to go over. So we look at a story like Mighty Number no. Nine and all the framework that led up to that. Yep. Someone who had the almost very similar framework was Koji Igarashi for Bloodstained, mm. where he had the, the task of kind of rebirthing Castlevania for right. a modern audience. Now. Igarashi was very smart and that he didn't really promise too many different ports from the get-go. Yeah. He had a lot of different content right. things that he's, he would add in another map or another character or something like that. And that would be enough and it wouldn't be as technically hard to plan for right. as getting onto a fucking console. And even when that game released, 
Like they 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 were very clear with the game plan, all the different features they'd be adding. And then when that game released, it released pretty okay on PS4 and Xbox, but on Switch it was really bad. And instead of just saying like, hey, well, it's good on PS4 and Xbox, just whatever, I guess the Switch port is bad, whatever. They he was like, I'm so sorry. Yep. I know this was something we promised that we were going to do, and we're stopping production on all the extra content until all of the different ports are equal. Right. Which is pretty fucking intense, telling other people to wait for their bonus content so that other people can get on board on the yep. same level. That is a degree of respect. Now, you mentioned like... And the Switch is now damn near similar to the 4. And right, the, right. And the performance is... I mean, the, the performance of both systems is vastly different. Right. So you know what I think we're boiling something down to in this in this conversation? What? One of the key fucking things to, to, to deal with your, with your bad launch... Take some fucking accountability. Yeah, no. It's the most common theme out of all of these because it always ends up being bad if you don't acknowledge it. Exactly. The Castlevania guy, did he Koji. deliver on the extra content? I. The thing is, content is still being pushed out now and the con the game itself is a very full game. Just yeah. like off the get-go, it, it feels even more content-filled than something like Mighty Number no. 9. I get that they're two different genres entirely. Yes. <laughs> But, like, they added extra modes, extra bosses. There's a classic 1998 mode or whatever where, like, it plays, like, traditional Castlevania. Dope. It's amazing. There's a co-op, like, So you like thing. to play Castlevania. On top of that, they're doing crossovers. So, like, they did, they're doing crossovers with other indie titles so that they can add Bloodstone content in their games and vice versa. So like, do you know any anybody? That's one of them is King's Cross, which I know you guys don't know all that well. Have you ever got? Have, okay, here's the other one. Have you guys heard of Blasphemy? Blasphemy or Blasphemous? No. It's a side scroller, almost Dark Souls like game, and it's gory as cool. fuck, and it looks amazing. The game is really I cool. I like it. And all of a sudden, there's a Bloodstained DLC. Miriam shows up and is now one of your assisted care. Fucking awesome! Like this is what you cool. do. When's Shovel Knight gonna be in Bloodstained? I yeah. Mean, He's in Bloodstained. What? He is? He's a playable character. Nice! In Bloodstained. That's cool. You want to talk about cool content? Whatever bullshit you want to come up with, it's probably in Bloodstained. Put Doom Guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we were talking about Super Best Friends? Yeah. The Zaibatsu have an item in there. What? What is? I don't know. The, the, Super Best Friends made a character named Zubaz. Okay. And he's basically a guy who controls electricity with a whip. You can have a, a Zubaz mask. That's oh, that's dope. cute. Like, I like it, it. They went into YouTubers and brought in content. This is the shit, the content you add that automatically gets people somewhat interested. Yep. Provided it works. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, first and foremost. But like talking about like, oh, we're adding an extra map of this, like a new original map or a new original gun or skins. That's not going to be as exciting as doing this because it helps get your name out more, especially with something new like Bloodstain. I said I wasn't going to get too much into it, so that's all I'll say. Uh -huh. um, all right. So does anyone have an example or can I bring another one from the list? Yeah, go for it. An example of what? Uh, uh, like Doom a launch. positive? Uh, whichever one, positive or bad. We're just kind of going in between them and comparing them. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I kind of want to end on one. So we're not going to say that one just yet. And I'm going to mention Street Fighter V. See, I have to sit this one out. So I don't know. <sighs> yeah. It's very But you degrees. know about netcode. Yes. You know about the internet. And yes. you know how important frames are. And you sure. know about story mode. 
I'm just so, saying the existence no, 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 of a story. Yes, will, I, I, we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. <laughs> like there's, we'll there's get, a lot of degrees here. We'll get there. Uh-huh. How about this? How about I give you a Street Fighter Five game, right? Yeah. I give you a Street Fighter Five game. Yeah. No E Honda, no Sagat. Cool. So it's Mortal Kombat Eleven. No Blanca. Eesh. How the fuck would you feel if I charge you later five dollars for each character? Yeah. And then an additional ten dollars for two fucking. Skins? I'm sorry, but that's. Modern day fighting games, though, because that's what they do. They cut off characters so that they can resell it to you later, and that's what it is. What I wanted to bring about Street Fighter Five is how they released it. It was basically just the fighting, like a versus mode, a not, not even, a very no, good matchmaking, not, not good at all. No, no, no. And the frame delay was reported between fifteen to twenty frames. Oh, which is unplayable. No, that's in not a playable game. in any way, shape, or form. No, like so. Th- I don't want to sit here and say you need a story mode for a fighting game because you really don't. You really don't. But the thing is, is that you just gave us the most baseline thing and still it was was $60 with all of the pre-order bonus bullshit. How have you delivered less content than Street Fighter 1? Holy fuck. That's the thing that (laughs) blows my mind. How can there be all of these franchises that are so dedicated to making a sequel but not make as much content as something that would have come out 10 years ago? Yep. Or 20 in Street Fighter 1's case. You know? Like, yeah, so, dude, like, that's. Yeah. Okay, so where are we at with Street Fighter 5 now? Final Fantasy Remake is one disc and it's only just Midgar. I mean, come on, it's only like the original release. Uh, Street to do Fighter a whole game. 5 now, yes. you have multiple versions as you do with every Street Fighter game. Okay. There's uh-huh. the fucking champion version, sure. which Arcade has all edition. the fucking DLC. Okay. The net Characters code, too? The characters, yes. The net code is still fucking trash no well the fucking servers crap out every so often you're getting still five to ten frame delay that is fucking horrendous well i listed this as a positive not launch but fix because they did eventually add different game modes and different things to help fix the netcode but i don't know if they fixed it there is one thing that street fighter 5 has done that is vastly different than all the other Street Fighters. Nikali. What? Nikali. He's a great character. They just don't do anything with him. Armika's my baby. Oh, she's great. Um, They added a way Ooh. for you to purchase the DLC with in-game economy. The more okay. you fight, the more sure. you earn, and therefore you could buy it with points. It only sure. takes three decades to really get a skin, though. That is the problem. It takes a long a time steal. and a lot of wins to get there. So here I am, playing the game, about to win, and then low-tier god disconnects. <laughs> <laughs> yes! There goes your fighter. Actually, do they give you a bonus if the other person disconnects? Yes. I think that's a yes. thing. Oh, is it yes, really? Yes, actually. Yeah. Nice. All right. We do get a bonus Let's for that. Let's be honest, though. Who started that was Mortal Kombat with Quidality. Did they start that, it? I, oh, that's right. I would say Dead by Daylight started it because if someone leaves a match there, you do get points. I'm sorry, but Mortal Kombat 10 came out before Dead by Daylight. I don't even know if that's true, but uh, sure. Like, I don't know. Mortal Kombat 10. Either way, either way, I thought this was a positive thing because they added these things, but I haven't played it since. So when you're telling I, me I no. played Arcade Edition and I quit on it. I don't like most of the moves. I I I'm not having fun with it. I personally okay. feel Street Fighter 4 Ultra is better. That's fair. I mean, and that has Cody. So Or you could Cody's in 5. He's in 5? Yeah, it's just 5 bucks. 
Oh, motherfucker, of course. God damn it. Well, at least it's not the 10 bucks that uh, Netherrealm is for. Can I or give, Warner Brothers is Can I give it. a Doom launch but great ending? And it's a fighting game. Sure. Killer Instinct for the Xbox One. Oh, okay. I never heard of that having a bad launch, did it? it just had... for the record, Mortal Kombat did come out first. All right, Mortal whatever. Um, it had a somewhat suspect launch because it only released with two characters. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The release had just two? Two characters. Not a demo. George. No, no, no. George. No. George. It was jungle. it was free. And then the characters that were to come out by like every month, you get to buy them if you like them. But you had a week to try them. Right. It's League of Legends. Kinda. What the fuck? Yeah. But this is killer instinct, my man. And this is the, League of Legends has 30 characters to do this with. And like, post-launch, post-launch, Killer Instinct is hands down in the top three of the best fighting games of last generation. A lot of people consider it better than anything, anything Capcom and NetherRealm released. I do like their guest characters a lot. Like, have you heard? They, they have sorry. Arbiter from Halo. Mm. That's fucking awesome. I'm sorry, but I used to rock Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo. That shit was raw as fuck. Kill Gore, full gore, full and gore. the fucking Velociraptor. I played the fuck out of Killer Instinct I like on the, the new lady. I love the new lady, Hisako. She's essentially a ring ghost. Like, What's the name of the skeleton? Oh. What is it with you people? Oh, oh my God. Both I should know this. Oh, my God. I should uh -huh. know this. Oh, uh, the God. only reason I bring it up is, is because in N64... Uh, the N64 version, the skeleton, his like punch attack cheeses the whole game, and it used to frustrate the fuck out of people. Let me guess, you were that guy? Yeah, I was that guy. You were, you were that fucking fuck guy? Fuck yeah. Oh my god, Spinal. There you go. That's his name. Right. Jesus Christ, oh, I, I thought it was Skullomania. No, no, no. no, Skull, no, no. That's, that's another that's, character that's, that's really cool. That's motherfucking, uh, that's Street Fighter, my that guy. That is Street Fighter. Skullomania is Street Fighter. That's my guy. Fucking love Skullomania. Guy? Uh, what? I don't think Skullomania is a guy. Yeah, uh, the first Skullomania is oh, a guy. Oh, okay, because the one no, I know is a girl. No, I'm like, Wait, no, no, no. That, that's his sister. Oh, okay, fun. <laughs> yeah, they they put her in the in the game where they made all the guys girls. Oh, but that That really? was a fighting game. They yeah. made, I they, remember seeing a female she, Skullomania she did. in they, a regular game, they brought game her too. back in four, I think. Oh, okay, well, whatever. That's besides the point. Anyway, but yeah. That's interesting. All right, so I think we're about ready for the last one. Well, you hold ready? on, because okay. at this point, though, I think it's also important that we don't just talk about how you can handle it after it failed. Okay. I want to talk about briefly what we've uh, well, things we've discussed on how to prevent it from failing in the first place. Okay. And I think one of the biggest things is know who the fuck is playing your game. Right. Well, Jesus Capcom. That if anyone see, needed to learn this see, fucking yes. lesson. I don't know about that. For me it's don't overpromise. That too. Mm. Know your limit. Yeah. I agree. Concept did not know its Do limit. not Peter Molyneux it. <laughs> I'm just saying because you tell me you can grow a tree. Do you remember and when Peter Molyneux was trying to hype up his fucking Connect game with no. a fucking kid at an E3? It was a digital kid. Okay, and oh, it was God, this... anything Connect is cringy as fuck. I can't even. Yeah, handle it was that. this. It was I will this have you know, sir. The Connect is actually a great 3D scanner for 3D printing. Oh, okay, well, I'm glad <laughs> it has some use at the very least. It's also like... really good for paranormal activity. Okay. All right. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. I'm going to forget. You're, go. Brief tangent. I'm so sorry. I once worked with someone who was a director who was making their own ghost show, and they they tried to convince me 
that a connect was actually reading ghosts. And me, a gamer, and he's showing me this thing, and he's like, oh, this, you can see there's stick figures, and I'm like, that's an Xbox Connect. Uh-huh. No, this is, this is different. It's, it's modified. No, it's not. It's that's an Xbox Connect. What are you, who are you trying to trick here? So, that's it. Sorry. It's but, no, no, I was just going to mention, really, it's really funny, too. Like, there is now, like, a, 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 a post-mortem market for Connects. For three D printing, for three D printing. Oh my god! Like, like so much. Like it's a, it's an actually sought after item now because it turns out it's a pretty decent three D scanner. Shit, my mom has one. There you go. My mom wanted to work out, so she decided to buy an so Xbox funny. and a Connect, and I was like, Mom, why? Get the Wii. So <laughs> yeah, I know. So we we we've we've you know uh, dissolved this down to three main things. We've don't over promise. Don't over promise. Know your know who's playing your game. Communicate communicate and then at if if it goes bad own the fuck up to it right accountability accountability man so let's talk about someone did none of those things with hd collection um <laughs> really i thought we were going to talk about metal gear solid 5 oh. yeah we need to talk about metal gear okay right fine we can we can move on MGS both of 5. those same body same, same, guy, same yeah. company same right. pub- as you notice there's a theme <laughs> So, but let's talk about the extra added bullshit with Metal Gear Solid 5. Mm. Okay, so I am at odds with a lot of other Metal Gear Solid fans. Yeah, you don't like Kojima that much. No, no, no. I like Kojima. I just don't like the way he fucking behaves. I think he thinks he's the hottest shit. I mean, in a way, not that he should think that, but he kind of is sort of a hot shit. He's one of the only popular named... Like, directors people know. Sure. Like. But, my point is, being the hot shit doesn't mean you can act however the fuck you want. Sure. Being a diva on a, on a develop, uh, when you're developing it. Basically, a lot of people strictly blame Konami for what happened with Final Fantasy V. I don't. It's Final both Fantasy V? Damn, I really wish Holy they worked shit, on that. Holy shit, Metal Gear Five. Damn, that would have been sucky if they worked on that, actually. Uh, That's what we call a Freudian slip. Yeah. He wants to play Final Fantasy V. He just <laughs> wants to work this into me talking about Final Fantasy VII yeah, remake again. No. He just wants to uh, piss me a off. A lot of people blame just Konami. I don't. I, it's both of their faults, as far as I'm concerned, in terms no, of what happened with Metal Gear both. Solid V yeah. uh, altogether. So, so, so not only did you have a rough production... But then you had all this drama of your game's creator falling out with your company. But I also, like, I agree. It is both of them. Because, you know, Kojima does have that auteur Mm -hmm. sense that he wants everything to the T. And you know what? Lynch has the same thing. And I respect that for him, too. Where if he doesn't have Final Cut, he doesn't want it. But Konami has had a huge history of not fulfilling promises with their game developers. Fucking mistreating their fucking employees. So, like... I lean, you're right, it's not all Konami, but I would even still agree most of it is Konami. Because I'd they, argue it's 80% Konami. Right. Because Considering they, the mistreatment that they, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, no, no, you're right. The mistreatment they had for all the people on that staff. Sure. And not only that, this is Kojima's baby. Okay. Yeah, he's doing it with their money, but without, without him, would we even have a Konami at that point? Sure. Right. I agree. But there has to be a certain level where you have to put a stop to baby throwing a tantrum if he doesn't get what he wants. But it's I, I don't know if I would agree. How that many times? Ta- no, dude. He 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 upped the budget on that game six times. Mm-hmm. Six times he passed their budget. I'm sorry. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not all hail corporate. But after a certain point, like you're you're just he promote- made an entirely new engine too. 
I get that. I understand, dude. But a lot of this was a, uh, uh, sorry. A lot of this was a rewrites. A lot of it was B. Even that aside, I'm so sorry. Like even on top of that, uh -huh. Konami's. Oh my God, Ko Kojima Konami. This is fun. Um, Konami, after the fact, was extremely passive aggressive. Oh yeah. And like even well, so was he though. Sure, but like they refused him from receiving an yes. award and shit like that. Like. This is unnecessary stuff. And on top of that, it's not like they said, look, this is the game as it is right now. Act three will be something season pass, something released later. They didn't do it. They something, just gave up. Something else that, so this this particularly hits me poorly. Like, this, don't bring your drama into the game you're making. Because we know for a fact that starting every mission with, the t with a title screen that says a Hideo Kojima game that happened after him and Konami were already falling out. I kind of think that's a good thing only no. because... Look, I think it's a good thing because of what happened. They were actively erasing his name off of the product. So he made it in a way that you can't erase your name off the product. But you already couldn't erase his name from the product. It's his, like like Adrian said, it's mm. his baby. But there's they wanted no to erase... remove the director from the series but in a way. But there's no way. There, there was no way. And instead, he specifically acted in, like, in, in spite to... No, dude. I, I guess this is where we would fundamentally disagree because okay. I think, yes, I think we can a approach a middle ground of they both yes. didn't act in the, the appropriate way. 100%. And Kojima is definitely that kind of guy who's artistic yes. and wants that vision and the whole nine yards and is willing to throw people because of it. But I still think that his subtle rebellion on that, it doesn't really affect gameplay all that much. And the intros, while repetitive, you, maybe you have an option to opt out. You don't. You don't. I'm, I'm saying maybe you could have. Sure. I'd and be that okay would have fixed that. that. But it didn't bother me all that much because I understood the context. He's also in the fucking game, George. So, like... As a mission. It's not like he's fucking, like, No, as he a was character. in Ground Zeroes. He wasn't in, in no, Phantom he's, Pain. No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's in, in both. He's absolutely... He's, he's in Phantom Pain. He's yeah. in both. Where? In, in you one, rescue him. You re it's just oh, like yeah, that's else. right. He takes over for Miller. And yeah. it's an advertisement I'm for sorry, the glasses. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. Actually, yeah, does he, he take over for Miller? No, well, it's never, when you, no it's it when replaces the Miller mission. Oh, yeah. okay, no. I, he, so he doesn't take a story mission. No, no, no. no it's like, when you replay the Miller mission, it's Kojima. Right, and it's Miller. all for a glasses advertisement. Yeah. I which, know. which, let's be honest, it's, uh, it's very, very on the nose describing him leaving Konami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think his, his methods of rebellion were subtle enough to fit the game. I and I understand that's different. It was immersion breaking for me. Sure, sure, most definitely. But thankfully they keep that to the beginning of the sure. mission and it's not something that pops up yeah. often. But yes, I could see that being an issue. But ultimately I consider this a failed support right. because all they did was throw menial DLC costumes at it and then Metal Gear Online was not- So wait, so now I want to talk about how Konami failed. Okay. Like you said, this is the game that put Konami on the map. Right. If you're gonna the franchise, get... really, but yeah, right. That's what I meant. These are the games. Sorry, mm. these are the games that put you on the fucking map. Right. If you've already taken it this far, finish the fucking game. Yeah, you don't. And just then talk. ask the guy. <laughs> yes. I get it. Okay, whatever. I, I just I can't I I can't understand what possible like what he could have done that made Konami so petty. That they, he, he couldn't just, you couldn't deal with it for a few more months while he finished the fucking game. I almost guarantee you, it's the name thing. 
Maybe. He, they purpose. They were just like, no, you want to make your name so right. prominent? We're going to be nasty little shits about it. Because I that happens. In real world, people don't like having people's names on things, even if they helped make it. All right. So I think this is another point we can add to our list. Mm. Keep your ego out of the fucking game. Sure. But I'm, I'm I feel like that's a... Because that's kind of very... I'm talking about on Konami's side, too. Like, right. your ego prevented this game from getting fucking completed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like... No. Like, keep... Like, that's not what these games are supposed to be. Like, they're not for you. Mm-hmm. They're for the people that are playing them. Know your fucking fan base. Right, right. You could argue Last of Us too. I was going to mention that. Because Neil Druckmann has a little bit of an ego in it. He absolutely, you've said. He absolutely does. But it's not in but the plot. It's not in the, well, a little is bit. Is it? Because oh, it, it, it does that thing that I don't like, which is, look, you're bad. You did something bad. But that that's a trope in yeah, every, yeah, like know. a lot of things. But... I do, but the pro, but the problem with when it came to Neil is like yes it was his ego but on his own like it wasn't his ego versus anybody else there was no fight over it. don't get me wrong I still wish it wouldn't have been as much of a problem as it was but it's it didn't cause the problem that we got with Konami and Kojima which is where we had two egos fighting and at the end of the day one of them had the ability to say yeah well you're out before the game's even done well to kick back off egos yeah. that's for your next one. HD collection. Yeah. Silent uh, Hill HD collection to be specific. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm I, kind of worried if this is just a bad game, but no, I think there's a lot more to it beyond just a bad game because these are ports of good games that kind of were re-released without a really respect for the original, no matter how much they say that they had respect for it. Um, like, first off, right off the bat, HD Collection is only two games of the Silent Hill Collection. It's not really a collection if it's right. just two and three. It's a two-pack. <laughs> it's a two-pack. And there's and that in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. But it's when you start hearing about the details in its production. Um, apparently, Konami uh, lost the source code, is what they say. I don't know what the fuck that's On supposed to mean. On both games, right? On both games. Right. They lost the source code for Silent Hill 2 and 3. Which, I don't even know how you do that as a company, but whatever. They recorded over it. I guess. It's like a fucking old VHS tape. And like, Ooh, is that Silent Hill 2? My bad. That's where Portable Ops is on. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, so on top of that, like, you already have missing aspects of it, which you could just go, all right, well, we'll go to the PC version of the game, reverse engineer that, like how Bluepoint does with right. their God of War and Ico and all that shit. Um, but, like, they didn't. And still doubled down and was like, we don't need the originals at all. We could just fill in everything with our own, like, unique content. Because they honestly wanted to redub the entire game. Not just redub, rewrite the script. So this is a whole other level, and this is why I brought this up on this podcast, because it's a bad launch because you didn't want to follow through with the initial plan. You You went out to release HD collections of two great games in the series to make it accessible for new people. And all you did, basically to a a functional level, is change everything fundamentally about it that wouldn't be that original thing. There's new voice acting, new fucking sound effects playing where there shouldn't be and swapped around, it's bizarre. There's a lot script. of missed assets. There's a lot of uh, screen fracturing. Where they couldn't put text, they put Comic Sans. Oh, guess what? Fucking the 360 port of the game didn't get a fixed patch. They only fixed the <laughs> yeah. PS3 one and then they stopped working on it because it didn't meet their sales. Yeah. So the people who bought the game, you're fucked. And and the thing is, is like 
instead of understanding the problems, because it's so weird to hear Tom Hewlett talk about it, because he always just wants to be disassociated with it. Forget right. the fact that he's like the head. He's not the director of the game. Head they, executive producer, I think. It but was. it's still a fucking role where you're making decisions. Yeah. And he would constantly tell people like, this is it. This is 100%. I made Born From a Wish playable. Like, I know that that wasn't like the game was fine before, but I made it better because of what I added to it. And what you guys are saying are bad is actually good. And it's like, to, to just say this, the though, call. Silent Hill 2 lets you have the original voice acting. Well, it, it gives you the new, quote unquote, improved voice acting, which in my opinion, it doesn't. Uh -huh. And then three is completely new voice acting. It's not even the original voice. Which you'd imagine if you were like supporting it afterward after a bad launch, that'd be the first thing you try going for is like, hey, we could include this. But you want to know why they didn't do that? Because of legalities. Konami didn't pay their fucking voice actors for subsequent releases of Silent Hill 2 and 3. The PC editions of 2 and 3, the voice actors were not paid for or compensated at all, which is against the law. And they, they basically went and said, hey... You know, we know we, we took these voices from you without saying anything. Do you mind if you sign this contract saying it's fine that we did that and that we can do it again? And it and was it's such like, no. a and it was such a fuck you to like Guy Sehe, who's the original voice for James Sunderland. He has right. his own like, problems, but then we're not going to get into that issue. No, no, we're not. We're not going to get into that. We're just talking about his work. Uh -huh, this uh -huh. is where you separate the work from the actor. We were speaking about this, yes, on the previous uh, show, but. He got fucked, and he was the first one to make a big stink about it. Right, 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 right. And right, he right. was probably the reason. You're right, but there was one person before him. There was the only person. I just want you people person. to know that George is just some kind of Naruto jutsu, and I don't know what I happened. was pulling <laughs> off the Kage Bushin. You just watch this. One other person before Guy Sihi actually fought legally, and no one really talks about it. Who? Leslie Thurner, the vo uh, Leslie Thurner, the voice actress for Lisa Garland, and one. Hmm. No shit. That's why you that you don't hear her talking in three. You don't. So, like, they, they did shit like that where they would cut out the clips instead of paying them. And it's like, wow. get the fuck out of here. So, that's another thing. Like, yeah, on a, fundamental level, on a fundamental level, they wanted to change it at its core to make it something more modern when that's not what you set out to do. So, you brought up things to, to do pre-release. To, to help from a bad launch, this is one of them. If you had an idea to do something, don't modify it to be something completely mm -hmm. different. Because Tom Hewlett wanted to have his edgy script or his way of seeing the characters, but that's not how they were in the game. So you can't just come yeah, in exactly. and overwrite that. That doesn't make sense. And even after the fact, post-launch, he goes, all right, so I went through the games with a list of complaints so I could finally go through and see all the bugs. It's like trying to fit a square into a circle peg, into a, a, a square peg into a circular hole. No, you had a circle peg, but you actively <laughs> chipped at it to be a triangle, right. and now it won't fit because you did that. Right. Like, okay, Maria's te like teeth move from her mouth to her eye. For one scene. Like, these are egregious. Creepy. So, one thing, for in terms of continuing and supporting this, you could go back and fix some of these. Maybe you didn't have the source code at launch and it became this way, but 2 and 3 have functioning PC ports. Also 4, but whatever. Um, they the have less said about 4, the better. Shut your mouth. 4... It, we, I want to have that conversation on another topic. Oh, we already did. I won. I, on another topic, on terms of remaking games. Sure. But in any case... 
this is something they could have done to fix it. They right. could have started adding things to make it more like the original, have it play more stably. Oh, but all they did was make the PS3 a little bit more stable, but keep all of their weird, like, override. It's like the, you know what it's like? Tell me. Uh, the pre, no, the, the re-releases of Star Wars. Mm. Where you, you had the story, and then George Lucas was like, no, 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 fuck all that shit. Let's give the Ewoks eyelids. I need a music entire scenario. I need a whole music scene in the cantina. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. it right now. Stuff like that. And it's you like, rem- why you would you do this? You remember what that music genre is called, right? I, I'm scared for you to remind me. It's called jizz. Oh, God, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> that's what, the, what they play in the cantina. It's jizz music. Honestly, I've been in jizz music for a long time. Uh-huh. You could say I'm a master at it, master jizzer. Yeah, that's how it is. Uh, in any case, moving on, Silent Hill HD Collection, it it's where you just didn't make the thing. Like a lot of these other things, we talked about making half the product, right. and then people wanted more, and then just not doing it, and yeah. just saying no. What I overwrote was good. Uh, look around, or feel free, or keep an eye out for Book of Memories. Well, all all I keep feeling about when when and George has sent me videos. Shout out to Twin Perfect. Yes, if they ever listen. God, I hope so. Uh, and, you know, you, Jared <laughs> Avalanche Reviews, who did his Silent Hill retrospective, is when the HD collection is brought up, it is nothing but huge amounts of disdain. Contention. And how fucking shitty the game is. And for me, my my mind, you know, I'm not as attached to these games as George's. So for me, the thing that makes it samey is you go back and you redub all of Solid Snake's lines with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Right. And you take away David Hayter. And then you add the fact that Solid and Liquid were that's never some, brothers. That's something else that I got mad about. I got mad at Kojima. Oh, before, Kiefer? Though. Getting yeah. rid of David? Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. But but you get why he did that. Not really. They're, like, I get why he said he did that. Oh, no. and it's the same reason why I get why he said that about Quiet doesn't mean he's any writer. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's wrong either way. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, sorry, go but ahead. Yeah, no, but yeah, brother. like changing the story yeah. to make that Solid and Liquid are not brothers. Exactly. And it's just vastly different. They take a huge gate slam and replace it with a small gate. So like you, instead of a crashing thing, it's like... <laughs> and it's the most... like It's stuff like this where they just swap out sound effects and it makes no sense. They replaced one of the air horns with footsteps. And you're like, what? I that think we should strange. add an an addendum to yes. the list. We have a bunch. One of them should be don't be Konami. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, just don't be Konami from just the get go. Don't what like everyone here, everyone here, and everyone listening. We've played a bad EA game. Uh-huh. We've played a bad Ubisoft game. Warner Brothers. Uh, you name it. The the list goes on. These really bad Bethesda, really bad published games. Mm-hmm. But they've all had some shitty times, some good times. Some of them try to redeem themselves, but Konami has actively went against it. They're the ones that are like, fuck you. La, 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 la. They don't, la, like, la, 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 they don't la. respect the fact that a game is like art in a way. Yeah. Like They kind of just see it as a exactly. product that they can cut out mid-thing, yep. whatever they want. And maybe pass off an oh, IP to fuck whoever. The millions of people who have strong emotional attachments to this. Fuck them. Yeah, no, they're already they're gonna buy it either way. Who cares? That's how they see exactly. it. And it's like that's how Metal Gear Survive gets I put out. Love, you know, like, I would love a question of the week in the future where we decide who would take Konami's like IPs. Because mm. I would absolutely. How do you love split up Konami? Sure. 
I mean, I feel like a lot of us would say Capcom for Silent Hill, but I don't even no. know. Okay. That, well, then we'll save it for the episode, yeah, for sure. I think this is a good one. But I just, I want to just end it here because this is the last game we're going to bring up yep. for, in terms of uh, bad launches and stuff. Where that's an example of they didn't, they wanted to try to do something else, but they didn't try the, the basic intention and they didn't try to make up for it either. Right. It's just not trying all around. Yep. And that's really just really where we are. Oh, a <laughs> uh, special shout out. We never forgot to say this. Superman 64 in the worst launch game of all time. Well, that game is just bad, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But you can never fix it. No. It's, no. That's, that's no, one. Well, we're not going to have a conversation about fixing every no, bad yeah. game because that can't happen. <laughs> like, so, what do we got this boiled down to? The lessons. Yes. A, pre, a pre-launch, know your players. Mm-hmm. Don't overpromise. Keep your ego out. Yes. All right. Post-launch. Own up to your shit. Right. Accountability. Accountability. Can't, I can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Then put in the fucking effort. Mm-hmm. Fix the shit. Wash yeah. your pants. Yeah, you can't just say, oh, we're sorry, and then no, leave the shit in your exactly. pants. Like, you can't just Wash say that. your fucking pants. Wash your pants. And attached to that, mm-hmm. specifically to, de- uh, to uh, publishers, mm-hmm. support your developers. Right. So that they can wash the pants. Right. Don't be like fucking Activision. Hire a studio and then right. fire them immediately afterward exactly. and get a cheaper team to do it. And Fuck finally, off. finally, don't be Konami. Don't be Konami. I think that's the biggest yeah, lesson. That, I mean, that, don't be the, Konami. That's what we've learned. You know, to go back to the Superman 64 thing, oh, God. Another, <laughs> no. point, another point could be made for Aliens Colonial Marines because it was a bad game. Oh, look, yeah. I'm going to toss that game into a couple rings, okay? I don't even fucking care. <laughs> I, if we're talking about Superman 64, I'll toss Alien <laughs> Curve Colonial Marines into a couple rings. We'll bury that somewhere in the Arizona desert. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. E.T. They'll never be found. Oh, hopefully. I forgot. I teased. I had a really hot take, a really fat, thick take. Daymare 1998 is the Resident Evil 3 remake we should have had. That's... I, I'm glad you th- you have that take. Guess what? I, I get disagree. to explore a city. Okay, that's cool. But, like... I get to explore the city. Oh, we're not doing this here. RE3 is still an okay game, but regardless. It is. I, I never said it is. Regardless. Oh, if no, you liked, no. I mean gameplay and setting. If it's you like, liked what you heard here, be sure to check us out on the Fan Freaks Facebook. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. And if you wish to yell at us individually, I am at Bone King TV on Twitter. And I am Adrian Dooliness on Twitter and Adrian M-D-O-D on Instagram. Dr. Rude MD on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's where he oh, takes wait. all of his complaints. Uh, shout outs. Shout outs. Who do we want to shout out? We're gonna get, we're gonna get our usual boys because we know that they're listening. Uh, Jeff Frothy. Yep. Uh, Scrap. I still don't know his real name. <laughs> Scra- Justin. No shit. Yeah. Wow. We're, just dox him on the show. We're, I don't. We're, we're the three J's. It's Jeff, James, and Justin. God damn it! I'm yep. surrounded by J's. And then there's uh, we got Scott listening in. I also want to give a shout out to my new D&D group because I think they're listening. Okay. They've been asking me for the links all day. Fuck yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. Hi, everyone. Yeah, hey, evil, uh, D&D versus the Evil Dead. Oh, hey, uh, if you guys want, George Bone King here wants to play. I, I do. I do want to play, but you got five going on right now, so let me give you some space. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so definitely. Uh, hi, D&D party. Let oh, me make fun uh, of your Cheyenne. And Cheyenne, my sister. Uh, I have a couple, but I'm waiting for you guys to get go out for yours it. before I go. Okay, first off, CJ and Cody. Yep. Cody and hey, CJ. Gotta bring Robot them up Stone first. Age. Um, then I gotta bring out the viewers from the Bone King TV. Uh, Bone King TV 
TV. No, damn it. Twitch.tv slash TV. You there give you me go. so much shit for fucking up, and now it's, it's your own... It's my fault for adding TV, and then they end their website with TV. Uh -huh. Like, fuck me. Either way, here we go. Beefy where? Sumo, uh, Von Condersmite, uh, Screechy Kai, Squinty, Lindsay Misleading, Boogie, who's Boogle, really, and CJ the DJ. I love every single one of you. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Freaks. Oh, wait, what about Barb? Barb doesn't listen? Fuck Barb. Fuck oh, Pixel. Damn. Fuck both of them. Justice, they, wow. they can accept it. What, no, BBC work, doesn't listen to one of the They work at the bar. Then they are making drinks at the bar. That's what matters. All right, freaks. We love you. Later. Talk to you later. Say later. Oh, I thought... Uh, See no. you later. Later. <laughs>